Now hiring for skilled service technicians and skilled equipment operators. The fall plants have arrived at Hometown Hardware in Kings Mountain. Come on in for the best selection. See the beautiful mums and also fall vegetable plants too. And if you're planning to do a little canning, Hometown Hardware in Kings Mountain has plenty of mason jars and lids. But hurry, they won't last long either. And be sure to see the light of Traeger Pellet Grills at Hometown Hardware, 110 South Railroad Avenue in Kings Mountain. And see their page at whatsappshopper.com. That's Hometown Hardware in Kings Mountain. Hershey's Ice Cream, now available in cups, cones, and milkshakes at Jumpin' Jed's in Falston. Come in for your special treat with a variety of flavors. While there, see their one-of-a-kind rustic log furniture table and chair set. Also, Amish and locally made furniture items. Jumpin' Jed's has Billy Jacobs Fall Prints. And see the news display of leather bags, purses, and cross bags made right here in the good old USA. Jumpin' Jed's, Main Street in Falston, right across the old Stamey store. Open Tuesday through Friday, 10 to 6, Saturdays 9 to 3. Like them on Facebook, too. Gaston County's premier flooring center is Carbon One Interiors, located at 2757 East Ozark Avenue in Gastonia. Seen is believing at Carbon One Interiors in Gastonia, where you get a large selection at a low price with expert advice. Ask about their beautiful guarantee. If you don't love your new carpet, they'll replace it free. And right now, luxury vinyl plank is just $2.99 a square foot. Come see for yourself and refresh your home this year with a stop at Carpet One Interiors, 2757 East Ozark Avenue in Gastonia. Online at CarpetOneGastonia.com. The game plays right here. Are you ready for some football? Your sports leader, WOHS Shelby, WLON Lincoln, WCSL, Cherryville Gastonia. This is Milton Baker inviting you to listen to NASCAR Racing right here on WCSL, 1590 AM, 92.3 FM, and com. Don't see. 
Yeah. Is that us? Yeah. Stock brought to you by Friendship Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, 190 Oak Street Extension in Forest City, 828-919-3001, and Friendship Nissan, 156 Oak Street Extension, Forest City, North Carolina, 828-245-1661. And thank you to Mitchum's Kitchen for sponsoring our Saturday morning breakfast. Terry bringing that in. We appreciate it. Terry has been working on his score sheet from around the area. Terry, what were some of the local... Football scores last night. Yeah, that that was that was one zero after first. I mean, excuse me, zero zero after the first quarter is what I'm trying to say. So it was competitive for a while, and then South Point pulled away. Um, your Burns team defeated Crest twenty one to twenty. It was Shelby over AC Reynolds fifteen to twelve. AC Reynolds falls to zero and two on the year. It was Stuart Kramer thirty eight, Bessemer City six. It was Bandy's 49, Fred T. Ford 3. Very impressed with Bandy so far this year, uh, scoring a lot of points on the year and giving up very few. And Ford was on the upswing for a while, Terry, but it just seems like maybe they don't have the talent that they've had. They've they've taken it on the chin a couple times. Yes. It was Freedom over East Burke, 13-12. to 12. It was Bunker Hill going to 2-0 and on the year with a 42 to nothing win over St. Stephen's. North Lincoln improves their record to one and one with a twenty-eight to eighteen win over Lincoln. Salisbury over Polk County, forty-four to nothing. Chase very impressive, going to two and zero with a fifty-six to six win over Black Mountain Owen. It was Hendersonville fifty-eight, West Henderson zero, and I think I heard uh, Kevin last night like a hundred and thirty some points to nothing. Yeah, or real something like that this year for Hendersonville. It was Alex Alexander Central forty one North Gaston six Kings Mountain evens their record at one and one with a fourteen to nothing win over Asheville Maiden mm, did a lot of damage against Wataga forty seven to nothing running their record to two and zero oh. Lake Norman fifteen Mitchell twelve it was South Airedale losing the states for twenty seven to fourteen and Bavard over Robbinsville sixteen fifteen. So thank you, Terry, for giving those scores around the area. Uh, that maiden team you've been talking about is in the conference with West Lincoln, and I tell you, they've been impressive in their first couple of games. Yeah, they have been, and uh, that, I think that's why I'm glad right now that we're not playing conference foes. West Lincoln's still working on a lot of things, <coughs> uh, getting Truesdale uh, sorted to be in the quarterback. Uh, got a, a nice running backs now with Avery. That's uh, another 149 yards for him last night, giving him – almost close to 400 yards through two games. Uh, Gilmore's in the backfield, nice running back there, and Winnix. So uh, they got a lot of talent in the backfield. Just got to work them all in and figure it out. But the defense from West Lincoln is what's impressive to me. Two games, only giving up 14 total points. Uh, Very impressed with them there. 
Yeah, I saw the uh, defense of Burns and Crest was very good. I mean, the se- the second half, you know, Burns was shut out completely. Uh, they had 21 points at halftime, didn't have a first down in the second half. How often do you win a football game when you don't have a first down in the second yeah, half? That's true. I mean, it almost never happens, but Burns' defense c- came up with a stop when they needed it. Uh, like you said, Terrence, early in the season, you got some stuff to get worked out. I think that Burns is still working on their offensive identity and what they want to do. Uh, you know, they got some new pieces, new quarterback, um, you know, uh, trying to trying to work things out, trying to find an identity. Uh, what bothers me is they've not been able to run the football. I think they had, you know, sacks come off the running yardage in high school, so it's always a little misleading, but they ended up with about 13 or 14 yards rushing, Terry. That's not going to get it done. No, not throughout the season. I mean, it's not. I mean, you can't control the ball. You know, if you don't have a, you don't have a running game, you're up 21-7. I mean, that's what you want. I mean, you want to you want to run some clock, control the ball, and if, if you can't run the ball, and then you're trying to throw it, you throw incomplete passes, stops the clock. That's how Crest was able to get back in it. Was impressed with uh, Husky, the young man who's uh, taken over the quarterback duties at Crest, and he's young. He doesn't have a whole lot of experience. And last year, I heard his had a shoulder issue, which prevented him from getting some uh, experience on the JV. But I'll tell you what, he's tremendously athletic. A uh, couple of really nice throws that he made. You know, as a young quarterback, so I I think he's going to get there. But it's like Burns with their young co- quarterback Mooney. It takes time. It's going to take some snaps to really oh, get yes. the rhythm going down for both those teams. So Burns a big winner, twenty one to twenty, and that one's going to be savored for a long time. As as we 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 have talked about how the series has been lopsided, but in recent years it's been more competitive, and Burns getting that win. Now moving forward, they've got Kings Mountain next week. Uh, Kings Mountain, the winner, fourteen to zero over Asheville. As you told us, uh, I've heard that Kings Mountain's struggling a little bit to find their offensive identity. Well, I mean, when you look at Cleveland County, you think of, well, I mean, you know, they don't think about playoffs; they think about state championships up there. But uh, for Burns, a big win. I run into a few guys yesterday when I went to get me. My wife went and got some food, and they were sitting in there, and I kind of walked up to them. They had Burns stuff on, <laughs> getting ready to go to the game, and. I kind of looked at them and I said, "Man, pulling for the Chargers tonight, right? That was real good." They kind of was like, uh, "Sure, that went I mean, well." You know, they kind of looked at me like real strange, like, "Can you not read?" But you yeah, know. yeah, I'm sure that Terry's always always trying to <laughs> they start knew, something. They knew you couldn't read, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, especially no, if you had an NC State shirt on, Terry, what was you wearing? What? I, I didn't at that have time. a state shirt on at that time. I Told had a West Lincoln, a West Lincoln I, Rebel. Um, Two and O West Lincoln Rebels. You're, you're right. We're going to yeah. talk about that. That earned them a spot in the top ten in the power pole. They dropped four spots. Burns dropped three spots. We dropped your four win. spots. Both teams dropped with wins last night. Yeah. How do you beat a three A team and drop? I play defense, Tom. <laughs> we did play defense. Only gave, gave up, up too many points. Well, speaking <clears throat> of defense, how about Terry with a hundred and. Uh, let me find it again. Fifty, hundred and three points on the season to zero. How did Hendersonville enter our? No, no, no. The Maiden Blue Devils. I know, but how did Hendersonville enter our top rankings? They're in Chase's conference. So who cares? But <laughs> anyway. we put the conference opponents okay, there. Okay, okay. We'll explain that in a minute. Too. All right. The Maiden. <laughs> 103 to nothing so far yeah. this year on the season. Hendersonville, 137 to 35. Yeah. 
It's pretty impressive. <laughs> and you're ranked seventh. Yes. You fell all the way to seventh. We gave up 35 yeah. points. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All that offense you're Terry, producing does little, not mean nothing. No, defense is a little leaky. Gave up 35. Look look on that top 10, Terry. You must have a, uh, a plus or a minus. Uh, <laughs> By the book, you'd say Bandy's Bunker Hill burns Hendersonville tied at fourth behind Maiden, Shelby, and Statesville, who are tied for first. Yeah, so our top 10 now, our new top 10 folks. Coming at number 10, the West Lincoln Rebels with four power points, 2-0. and oh. They've gave up 14 on the season. They lose the tiebreaker with Terry. Terry with South Point. Who's got four points, two and nine, fourteen because of point differential there. They haven't played head to head. So you guys lose on that. Chase has <laughs> got five points right now. They're number eight and two and oh. And they I give up twenty seven points. Just want to give uh, Coach Cogdell a little love on the radio. He's gone up there and done a good uh good job with that program, got it going in the right direction. And uh, Jordy Rumsfeld, who was at Burns, decided to go back there. He lives in Rutherford County and, and helped that program and uh they've been impressive. Um I would be interested to know what happened to some of those uh, East Rutherford varsity players. I know they were talking about one came on over from East Rutherford now playing for Chase. I heard the uh, East Rutherford JVs won, won Thursday night, but you know, mm-hmm. them not playing varsity football this year. You know somebody came and got a few of their players that still wanted to play. No, Shelby and Chase do not play, right? Nope. Mm-hmm. See, that's what I'm saying. Uh, is that not the back yeah. end of something? <laughs> Well, I mean, I it's mean, just uh, that—that's our. Uh, yeah, gl- I mean, that's, that's how our, it is. That's our glorious Chapel Hills uh, design yeah. of the conferences, which is beyond zero stupid. And yeah, one. I mean, it's beyond stupid. So we're gonna have Shelby play Highland Tech, but not Chase. Makes well, a lot of sense. Yeah, the streak ends this year, Terry. Yep. Yeah. Right. Well, East, <laughs> East, and well, you know, East and West didn't play. Uh, aren't playing this year. Yeah. After was it fifty or sixty? Nineteen sixty-six. Nineteen sixty-six. Last time they did not play as a West Lincoln versus East Lincoln. Now. Rock Springs was still part of that, so you know that's part of East Lincoln. Mm-hmm. But people don't look at it like that. Though. Well, Chase with five power points is now eighth in the poll. Hendersonville, Burns, Bunker Hill, and Bandys have six power points right now. They're all two and zero. Oh. Defense is the separator. Hendersonville's give up thirty five. They're in seventh. Burns twenty seven. They drop from three to six. Bunker Hill, the Bears have given up eighteen points of two impressive wins so far this year. The Bandy's Trojans have just stomped the mud out of people this year so far. Terry Ten, yeah, they have. They've given up only ten points on the season, two and zero, so they end up number four. Now, with that caveat, mm. if East Lincoln wins today, they will be in that four through seven eight range because they'll be tied with those. So East Lincoln will be in there. <sighs> if they lose, that'll bump West out of the top ten. If Forest View beats East Lincoln today, East Le- no, but this this to stop ten, this top ten will be the same thing. So uh, that's not going to change anything. So, uh, so that that could knock you guys out, Terry. If if East beats uh, Forest View today, you're in the top ten. All right, uh, the top three: a tie, Statesville, Shelby, and Maiden. Statesville gets the three spot. They've give up forty four points on the season. Shelby the two. They give up twenty six. And Maiden, like we just said a minute ago, a hundred and three to zero, Terry. Very impressive. I mean, you know, I knew when we come into this year, everybody had picked Maiden to win it, and uh, they're showing why they were picked number one, you know. But uh, Bandy's, be careful there. Bandy's is a little bit better, and I heard from uh, earlier in the year before the season ever started that they were pretty stout, and they are looking at it. You know, all you do is look at the record, 2-0. and 
ranked number four <clears> in our power <throat> poll and uh, two big wins, and neither one of them was close. All right, going through some highlights <clears throat> right now uh, from last night. This is, uh, for the folks listening on the radio, uh, we've got highlights. We're doing a red zone channel. This is Stuart Kramer with a fade in the corner for the touchdown. They got Bessemer twice on that play. Uh, Terry Bessemer uh, last night gave up a bunch of passing touchdowns, really. Uh, and Cherville's throwing it around this year, so they got to buckle that down before the end of the season uh, when that matchup uh, happens. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is Cherville's first play. I call this Touchdown Mama. Okay? This is what I call this play. Let's move it down uh, up here for the folks watching on. You'll know why I call it Touchdown Mama. There she is! Got it! In the end zone! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the kid's mom, but she's a Cherville fan. Uh, lady stood up right in front of the camera as the Catch was in the corner of the end zone. Cherville went up seven nothing uh, early on the Rebels, Terry, and and it, it wasn't, you know, it, it says twenty seven uh, seven. It wasn't. It, it was a lot closer than that in most of the game, right? Yeah, it was. I mean, the halftime is thirteen to seven, but you do a few things at halftime to uh, change a lot of things, and in the second half, West Lincoln uh, pretty much stalemated Cherville. This is uh, <clears throat> Lincoln from ten yards out. Just power, power football up the middle, rumbling, stumbling, one spin, two spins into the end zone and reach. Uh, leading a kid, that's Wingate from 10 yards out, rumbles in. Uh, Tom, this is one of your guys. This is the Husky Pass. Now, we've got a different angle. Shannon Allen's got a different angle I can pull up here in just a second. But this is Husky rolling right, firing the corner of the end zone. And it's, a, it's just great. That's a great pass. I mean, he's rolling to his right and just dropped it in a bucket. And now, he, he made a couple throws like that. Was there a. I, I needed to ask you, uh, was there um, any question about whether that, that, that ball was caught? Yeah, uh, the Burns coaching staff came down there, thought he juggled it and dropped it. It was hard to tell from the booth. I mean, he was going to the ground, and, you know, it, it might have come out, you know, and, and he secured it, but so whatever he did. Here's he pulled, the other yeah. angle. It is questionable. I'll yeah. say that. I just didn't know what the conversation was. Yeah, well, the conversation was, yeah, they wanted an incomplete pass, but. If you look at it, it's in a bucket. I mean, look at that. That's yeah. in the bucket, man. Good pass there, right yeah. right where you need to be. Yeah. And this is what they were talking about. Right there, it looked like he had bobbled it when he went down. Uh, yeah, it's just hard to see. It's just hard to see. He might have. Like if we have 17 cameras. Knee, yeah. Right. If we have 17 cameras like an NFL game. Might review well, put that, it this but... way. The two little kids sitting right here in the end zone. Right there. Watch the two to the left. They both react like they, they think it's a catch. Yeah. <laughs> One's mad and the other's happy. Yeah. I think we got a little yeah. a little crest, a little burn thing on yeah. that one, Tom. Yeah. So uh that was the that was the score on that end. Let's uh get to some other highlights. All right. We're going pretty much in order. Uh Terry, if you'd make room over there uh for Coach Pruitt here in just two seconds, uh as he comes in, we'll go we'll go through theirs. This is uh Bessemer City. And the storm this is the storm uh, with another touchdown. They won big last night, thirty-one-six. Quarterback keeper off the end uh, against the Yellow Jackets. Uh, let's see, how about a thirty-six-yard touchdown pass? Come on in, sit down, coach. Get comfortable. We'll get you going in just a second. We're going through the other team's highlights. This is a thirty-six-yard touchdown pass. Stuart Kramer on Bestman kind of got him on the post here, and. Uh, and, Tom, you'll see the safety got in a little predicament there with two guys in the zone and got beat right over the top for the touchdown in the corner. That made it 28-0, uh, Stuart Kramer. 
Here is the Kahari Haynes interception, and Shannon got another angle of it. So we'll check out both angles. And from this angle, it's a weird shot, Tom, because the pass wasn't to the anybody guy he was guarding. He yeah. stole it basically yeah. from a from a guy going down. Basically, if like it's a basketball, you know, you're trying to get it down the court, and some guy stole it from out of nowhere. It was hard to it was hard to see because we're all the, the twenty way on the yard other side. line is where he picks it at. Watch the twenty numbers, and then boom. Yep. So he was throwing yeah. it to the to the to the first down marker. Um, let's see if you you got the the kid out here. The wide receiver out wide was running a comeback here. So or no, the out route. He's throwing to the out route. The out route was looking like it was open there at the thirty. That's who he's throwing to. Yeah. But Haynes underneath there at the twenty, he's the one that picks it off. Boom! Big tall. How tall right. is he? He just reached he's up. He's probably snatched six that ball. two or so. Yeah, I mean he's he's but long limbed. You know what I mean? He's right. he's long and. That one was hard to see because it's all the way on the other side of the field, and the way he intercepted that ball, I mean, it was surprising that he was able right. to make the interception from that well, angle. Well, here's the interception from a very good angle. Shannon Allen had it for us. He's down on the sidelines watching this play. Bulldogs and, and Chargers. Oh, never mind. That was the sack. I saw the Kahari Haynes. Uh, Husky. I know he got it. I just saw a lot of it. a lot of good defense played in that game, though. I mean, Kahari that was the difference. Pick. Here we go. Here's the interception. So this is the one that uh, we were just showing from the from the top angle. Matt Royster had that. This is Shannon Allen down on the sidelines for us, and then Haynes yeah. just picks it off, and then quarterback made the tackle. Yeah, you gonna throw it away? At least make the tackle, right? Yeah, I mean that <laughs> that was that was huge because Burns went in and and got a touchdown. I, I, it would you know both. Charger turnovers are turned into two Bulldog touchdowns. That was the difference. If Crest doesn't turn that ball over, and they also had an outstanding run by Maury Adams wiped out by a penalty. Okay. I mean, and it was unsportsmanlike. It's one of those weird ones. You know, I might ask Coach Pruitt about that, but, I mean, it was a penalty, and it was unsportsmanlike, but they didn't blow the play dead. Tackled him at the two. And they marked that unsportsmanlike was at the 50-yard line. They marked it 15 yards back and wiped out maybe like a 60-yard run all the way down to the two-yard line. This little five-yard <coughs> slant for the Bulldogs, a little crossing pattern, got the man wide open in the middle of the field for the touchdown. That gave the Bulldogs 14-7 to with Surratt. Mooney to yeah, Surratt. that was Surratt on that one. Surratt and uh, the other touchdown, Chase Bridges. This is uh, North Lincoln. I don't have the names, but got the post here. Over the middle oh now. He's gosh. going to get all the way down to the one-yard line and fumble, but they're going to call him down as he dives. Boom, ball. You see the ball bounce yeah. out uh, into the corner of the end zone, and the referee immediately calls the play. But safety's, safety's bit on the underneath. Boom, right there. Getting loose over the top and off for the races, although he got caught. That corner made the corner made it. Uh, it looked like the, the ref was covering him in, in, in you know, <laughs> just running right. He should have made the <laughs> Yeah, the, the ref should have picked it off. <laughs> North Lincoln scored from two yards out uh, after that. Uh, no big, high, uh, no reason to show you that on that. Uh, Shelby, uh, there's AC Reynolds kicked field goal, make it nine to three. Here's the Lance Beatty uh, with a big hit on the running back to force the fumble. Azari Brown scoop and score uh, for the touchdown Bulldogs. Yeah, this was huge. Now. Now, Coach, we're gonna uh, turn, he, he make sure four's on. I, I will ask him why he's sitting here, Coach. Now, this is one of those ones where you mm. want them to throw a flag on your team for false start. Yes. What's this wide receiver on the right? Uh, they missed a number of those. They missed a number of those. He wasn't set, snap, balls out, fumble, and, and they're off to the races. And, and 
Is it? Is that? Do you ever feel weird argue, arguing? Do you ever have to argue that? Hey, we jumped off sides. No. <laughs> Wes, Wes, or second touchdown last night. They had two people in motion, and the official beside me said, "That's another official's call." So, wow. He saw it. He didn't call it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, I mean, I'm I'm not going to say anything else on that matter. I just that's a tough tough call in a game that was close at that time. Right here is. Kramer putting out of the end zone. This is Bessemer's only touchdown, Tom, and he actually kicks it. If you look, the, you don't even see the deep man. He kicks it straight left to one of the uh, one of, one of the uh, upbacks, the defenders over at Gardner. He picks up on the twenty-two, then scampers into the end zone. That was Bessemer's only score last night. Special teams uh, miscue. Twenty-five yard field goal for Kramer. Shelby opened up with a touchdown drive against AC Reynolds. Not much scoring up in Asheville last night. A lot of times, the, you know, these two teams have known to put the big points, the 40, 50-point games up on the board and, and to have a 15, 12 games, a little unusual. Here's Mari Adams, uh, Tom, 20-yard run up the middle. He's just a tough little running back. Uh, he plays basketball yes. that way. It's fun to watch him. Yeah, he's a great athlete, and I tell you what, you're not bringing him down with an arm tackle, that's for no. sure. It's 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 one of those kids, Teddy. He's just built like like he's one yeah. muscle and his arms come out. <laughs> but he's so athletic. He's such he's so good with basketball. Uh, check out the Chargers basketball this year. This is Jeremiah Norris' uh, kick return, Tom, and Terry. The 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 yard line monster got him on this one. The thirty five yard line is going to get him. Yeah. He had some good moves. He's really fast, but that thirty five yard line will get you every time. Whoop! There he goes. <laughs> nope. A cramp got him. Oh, is that what they said? Is that what happened? We had a couple guys. You can always tell. I heard a that. bunch of cramps last night when on they, the radio. When, when they walk off the field and they look like they're walking on stilts, they've had a cramp. And that, we saw that with about five or six Burns players. It's a Norris with a big run. I, you know, I don't know if he had a score. He had one man to beat, and uh, and the, he, he kind of slipped right there. And Tom says, uh, we got cramps. That was our, the, you know, we started about the 33-yard line. Did nothing with it. Crest was able to hold turnover on downs. I mean, this is Stuart Kramer scoop and score. Bessemer had a bunch of fumbles last night. One thing on the option it can happen sometimes, and that one on that turf just bounced straight up into the Kramer's storm's hands, and they walk it in for the score, 38-6. A.C. Reynolds with another field goal made it 15-12. Uh, this is a long run by Lincoln and that set up a, a short touchdown. So we'll watch the big play. His little pass down on the outside. He beats the man to the corner, and he's off to the races, and he's got to cut back all the way across the field. Thought he was just going to score there and run by the referee, and then he decided to cut back again. He still almost <laughs> makes it in. Ten, five dives, and they go to mark him down right about wow. the one or two, and uh, Lincoln ended up scoring there. Couldn't come up with the victory as North Lincoln pulls out. Uh, here's the Husky with a well, – I don't need to see a quarterback keeper. Uh, and then this was North Lincoln tapped in, and then the game clinching play we saw, I think, a little while ago. This is the uh, I think this is the sack time to end the game. Yeah, Nick Vinson has ended the last two ball games, really. I mean, here he comes, gets off the block, and you see the sack right there. And I think I was Zari Brown coming up to help finish it off, and it was just an outstanding play. And he had the fumble recovery last week to help seal the game. All right, uh, we've got Coach Pruitt in the house now, and I'll get the camera set up here in just a oh, second, right for you. Me. <laughs> me and Landon Hahn had a deal. We're going to 
wear our goatees out till we lose. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> so I got the goatee going, and I, hey, I got more gray in there than I thought. I oh, had, God, so, he's looking you know. too close at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> well, Coach, 27-7 last night, uh, West Lincoln comes in and uh, gets the victory. You guys are now 1-1 one one on the season. And uh, I got a charitable schedule somewhere around here, not in front of me. Um, Blacksburg next week. Yep. Um, and then um, who was it again? Uh, Chase. 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 That's back it. Back to back. And then Shelby. So at, on the road. So let's talk a little bit about last night. Kind of give your synopsis of it, and I'll get some of the stuff no, set up. Real just quick. a good high school football game. Good crowd. Uh, two communities coming together. I thought things went very well for the game. I thought we played well. I thought West did some things well. Obviously, we did some things. Uh, toward the end of the first half that got them the lead. It was a lot like a game uh, uh, seven, eight years ago when Mac George played. We probably played a little better than they did in the first half. And Mac took a screen pass and scored on the last play. And uh, Avery got a ball out in the flats on fourth and, I don't know, 12, Terry? Yeah, fourth something and goal. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fourth and goal, but we just we weren't in the right position. Uh, and that's a result of me – uh, probably being a little greedy last week against Avery. We were kind of golden. We have thrown the ball probably a little more than we thought we would going into this season. And, uh, you know, we thought we had a couple things. We tried the V-cut to the right side a couple plays before we threw the V-cut to the left side. Uh, we threw a ball down the field on a route we call Ohio and got a pass interference. But overall, like when we single landing to a single side, we have a little concept that we like to call tag where we'll run a route off the backside. If in, in, you know, if you watch film, uh, West does a lot of blitzing from their outside linebackers. Looks a lot like what Burns does, reduction front. And uh, thus, uh, we felt like we could kind of find some space there. But number 10 was always underneath landing, taking away the inside, and somebody's always over the top of landing to single receiver side. So they did a really good job of trying to take the ball out of his hands. And, uh, and thus uh, – when maybe we didn't have all of our uh, weapons, particularly in the second half, we had a lot of cramping as well. Uh, me and Coach Ponder discussed that. He said, Coach, the playing on the mountain got you. He says, you, after your first game, you're thinking, oh, we're in better shape than we are because you played in a different environment. It's not as hot. Mm-hmm. So he had a good point. He says, that's why we don't play mountain teams a, a whole lot anymore. So it is what it is. But uh, – Right before West got the ball for that drive to start the, the end of the first half, we had third and long, and we tried to do something that we had put in for the game and uh, just hadn't probably run it enough. And we went to that play, though I was talking, hey, if they don't roll and we're looking the other way, Chase went ahead and put a ball out for our guy in the middle of three guys. They pick it, return it up to about midfield, and that gave him short field. If we run the – first play of the second half in that situation, which we gained 15 yards, there's a chance that we could have still had the ball and the clock's running and they don't get maybe don't get the ball back and we go in at halftime at least tied. So uh, that goes to the head coach. And as I told the guys, that's a bad call by me. Puts us in a bad spot. And a punt probably would have been an okay play in that situation. So uh, overall, you live and learn a little bit and uh, – try to keep the ball in our best players' hands and run the football maybe in times when we uh, feel like we need to pass it. Well, Coach, I'm going to tell you, the game was – I mean, you go into games like this, and I know for the last few years, West Lincoln's always been able to play you and kind of put you all away, but uh, your team was very prepared last night. Uh, you gave West Lincoln all they wanted. I mean, uh, me and 
Andre have a little bet that I've just barely won. But, uh, you know, uh, your team played well. I was very impressed with you, very impressed with how you're bringing this squad along. Now, I know, I mean, when you sit and you look at your schedule and you say, well, you got Blacksburg, and I don't know anything about Blacksburg. But then after that, you got two tough games between Chase and Shelby. How are you looking at the future of your team coming up? Oh, it's just uh, I, I did. I've spent more more time last night, normally in the evening after a game. I'll, I'll go through and watch the entire game. I think I watched up to Landon's catch. As a coach, you're like, yeah. oh, okay, I know what's going to happen here. It's a good thing, good feeling to watch. And then I went straight to Blacksburg, and uh, they really got throttled the first game, but I know very little about South Carolina football. And they played Green Sea Floyds last night, which that was a game that they found. And less than a couple years ago, Green Sea Floyds won state championship. So they beat Green Sea Floyds last night. Um, I was impressed with the things Blacksburg does, similar to West or similar to West they run at you. And they've got some size. Uh, but uh, I think we're a, a good matchup with them in terms of uh, similar schools. You know, they're the closest 1A school to Cherville High School. That is not a tr- charter or a private school, be it in any state. And Avery County is the second closest. So when I scheduled, <laughs> I scheduled that. that. And, I, mm-hmm. yeah, and I told Q Tucker many years ago, yeah, I'd rather play in a conference with Avery and teams like that in Polk County than go play against charters and privates. But – that's another year and another story. So, uh, mainly for our team right now, Terry is uh, trying to be healthy mm-hmm. and uh, trying to keep the JVs uh, intact because we've had so many contact traces with our JVs. Uh, I don't know if you was at the JV game the other night, but uh, we got to the end of the game and I thought I was going to run the last two plays of the JV game with ten players. Now, that tells you yeah. we had the original Ironman back out there. I think for the, for that one back to 1934 when the first team got called to Ironman. But uh, but if we can't. Uh, field a stronger JV team, and we're supposed to play East Rutherford. Uh, then we'll try to, you know, and I will send someone a message this morning about that. But uh, we're going to try to have two games each week if we can. And that goes into your thinking, too, because there's a few guys on the JVs that can give us some depth. And when we went to Avery County, it was nice to have a few more people on the sidelines. And we eight-quartered a couple guys. But, you know, when you eight-quarter a kid, and he's played pretty much the entire game the night before. Yeah, he's an tough. emergency player. He's not going to go in there and play. He, Every one of our kids played, and they walked out there on special teams. And the last two nights, because of dehydration and things of that nature, uh, I spent timeouts just to put a kickoff return team together. You know, I mean, that just uh, was a, tip, a difficult time for us right there in the middle of that game. But uh, our kids kept fighting, and, uh, and you know, they wear on you. And we knew Wes was going to run at us, and they did – the things that they had uh, done. Uh, I think the thing that really makes them a difficult uh, thing for a defense is they throw just enough option in there to make you have to play. Yeah. And in the second, uh, I guess it was the first touchdown, our linebacker, number six, I don't know how many tackles Cam Bolin had, and he put some hits out there, and those kids from West got right back up and went out and did it again. So i got to give them credit. But, uh, but he was – focused on the fullback because Avery carries it so many times and his responsibility was to scrape to the quarterback and he did not. And then our safety was just not quite in position to make the tackle when they got a touchdown. So you got to give them credit for that. And, uh, and that's why they, they were tough. And, and I, I thought, uh, I thought kids on both sides played hard and it was just a good high school football game. And I'll say this too, our kicking game improved a little bit. We got Henry Gill out there from our soccer team. So he's able to kick the ball down the field and, we got them the first time they returned it up to about the 40, but the second time 
we had them inside the 25, and we haven't done that on the football field at Cherville in a long, long time. So I think Henry's going to help us out in that area. Well, um, you had one more? <clears throat> no, I was just going to say, you know, some of the things you were saying. When I watched West Lincoln last year against Lincolnton, their their running game is so dynamic. I know it's got I know it's got to just drive you crazy. You talking about that assignment football? And last year they had about four or five different guys who would carry it. And then, I mean that that just makes it like people think the running game's simple, but it's not. I mean, when you run it like West Lincoln does, it's it's very difficult to defend. They've got two, I feel like, that really can go this year. And then uh, I was impressed with number three and Terry. I don't know his name. If you wanna, can you tell me who number three is? Uh, we got Winnix and Gilmore and uh, Avery, yep. I mean, you know, in our backfield. but uh, And I was impressed. Yeah. I think y'all got some freshman running backs on the JV yeah, we team got a few. that look pretty yeah. good. So, I mean, they're going to keep coming. And they're going to keep doing the Well, Coach, let's go do. through some highlights real quick before you get out of here. This is uh, your touchdown early in the game. Uh, it went up 7 nothing. Well, we were joking on the radio. Uh, a little while ago, touchdown mama. I don't know if you know who this is that, that throws up her hands on, by the back of her head, but we'll see. Uh, I think I know who it is, but I'll probably, I'll probably it, not say who it is. It might not even be your mama. Pass to the corner, touchdown, a little fade route, good pass another way. And we talked last week about chasing the touch he puts on the on the football. Yeah, he. Uh, I mean, we're in uh, what we call a zero protection against the odd front team, and that uh, you know they do some things with their outside linebackers, and we got to cover that. So our tackles, at times, our tackles did a really good job right there. Our tackles picked up those people, but. Later in the game, there was a couple times where we could have done a better job. And that goes with, uh, you know, as we get longer and longer in games and we got a lot of guys playing both ways. And if they don't play both ways, our uh, basically our defensive line is our offensive line, and they have to share positions uh, other than Mason Grindstaff. And we've had Corey Austin who's came and helped us out because he wasn't available at the beginning of practice. He was out of state. He he played – I thought Corey played really well last night. But – uh but he did, uh, and this is uh, the this option is the quarterback yep, keeper. Right there. So, uh, and then also, we did something different defensively because of their run. We cannot just stay there in a three-four and play their run. So we had to reduce our front and what we called an eagle. So when we did that, it really affected our outside perimeter defense, and thus they were able to get on the corner there. If you noticed on that play, we didn't even have anybody on the pitch. I hate to say. Yeah, well, that's one thing Westling is learning too is with Truesdale. You know, when you go away from uh, Hewitt and all of a sudden uh, Truesdale, he's he's learning. He's first year at a quarterback position, and you're trying to understand your team and where you're supposed to be. And I don't care how many practices you have, coach, until you're in game situations to see what people are going to do. You know, each game that he's out there and he's uh, helping himself and the team's helping himself, the better he's going to get. Definitely. Well, Coach, this is uh, West Lincoln going up 13. This is the pass play. It was on the 15, not the 12. Uh, it was out there further. And the clock was running. No, neither one of us had a timeout. I wish I would have had one so I could have maybe set our defense. And they were just trying to get a play. Uh, and it was fourth down. I thought it was fourth and goal, but it looks like it's about fourth and five. So um, They hit the, the fullback out of the backfield. Tight, I guess he's tight. Tall kid. I mean, might even be tidy. I can't tell no, the it's, number there. it's the fullback. It's number 20. And it – You've got your, your all your your defensive backs got the two receivers swallowed up. We're, nothing there, but the, he just snuck through the line and got out there in space. We're in our coverage that we played a lot of the game in defense because of the way they run. But but we we brushed that up in the second half and did a little better in that end. We we changed our our coverage 
and uh, slid. And that's another example. Normally we'd have an outside linebacker. Uh, the first drive of the game, I think, well, I think both teams went three and out about the mm-hmm. first four series. So I thought the defense would play good. So uh, we got in third and long, and we got in our base defense, and he came out there to flats, and our outside linebacker was right on top of him. So right there, we're not in our base. It's late. The clock's running. Our kids are running up to the line, and uh, we just didn't cover that edge. Um, well, go ahead. Rewind, the, uh, rewind next, that. Rewind that play all the way to the beginning. Which one? This one. Yep. You can't. It starts a little late. It's okay. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I get. It. This is this is where we're at. Is is him in motion yeah. is as early as I got. But in, in me, I'm on the side with my judge, and he's obviously he's back almost behind the fullback right now. But he's going to start at the wing position where he always is. But as he's getting ready to go in motion, the right wing will still not sit. So if you're if you got more than one guy moving at the you same time, you can see him right there actually. So coach, watch the the wing. He takes it. He takes a step up right now, and the wings, the uh, the guy's fully in motion behind the quarterback. But, I mean, it is what it is, and, he takes and one, I two, tried to address it. And then, actually, on the kickoff, we had a guy down with a cramp, and I go out, you know, as a coach, I'm going to go out and check on my kids. But also, sometimes, if I know that they're healthy enough to go and it's not something that's dangerous, I'll get a chance to speak to the officials. And I just said something to him about that play, and and his response to me was, Something that the other official had said it was didn't it didn't work together, and that's when it's early in the year. And I said, "Well, look, y'all don't make that same mistake next week." I said, "We're not going to change it tonight." So if y'all could work on that, that would be great. And there's the option again. There's the pitch. That time we do have a guy on pitch. He got blocked, and then our angles just aren't very good. And there's Cam number six for us. If you ever watch a kid fly around, now he ain't always going to make the best plays. He ain't always going to be in the best position, but you're going to see him hustle. And play, and if we can get everybody on the field to play as hard as him, we'll be okay before the. What's his name? Cam Bolin. All right, Cam Bolin. Well, uh, just you know, as a coach, a perspective, I, and I, I pointed out last night. I, you know, I've I, I run. We ran the option at Bessemer, and, and on this play, this is a an option coach's dream for the most part, right, coach? If you're pitching the ball six yards downfield and don't see nothing till then, as far as I, I know, defensive not for you, but. On off, as far as running that option, you know, a lot of the kids either keep it, uh, the quarterback keeps it by this, so you don't see a lot of downfield pitching. And, and, and when I see that, I, I, I just – I think it's fun to see uh, the, the downfield pitches like that. And the kid, you're right, six hustle down there, just couldn't quite get it on the angle. Our scheme typically is for our quarterback not to pitch it. And actually a couple a of, weeks ago right. we discussed a couple of plays where we could, and Chase lit up a little bit and came was like, yeah, I think we could pitch. But it's we're not ready to do that yet. So I totally we'll understand. see. But uh, but you know, after two weeks of the season, say hey, we're one and one in the games that we played, and we fell behind early against Avery, and we come out against a good West team now that's undefeated and that's going to make some noise in their conference and took the lead and played really well in the first half. We just got to brush up some things. As I told the kids last week, even though we played well, I'm sure there's some things we can do better. And even though we felt like we might not have played our best last night, I'm sure there's things on film that we did better that we can hopefully exemplify too. So I'm going to go move some laundry and get home, and the mm-hmm. wife's got a little job to do. And then we're going to try to do some family time today. Our plans got changed with the family trip to my hometown, but uh, hopefully I'll uh, get to spend some time with the kids. And uh, it's been, a you know, that first uh, week back and being a student and a uh, coach and a teacher and, a, and getting all those days together, 
and then trying yeah. to have your normal Probably stuff. Probably a nap. Don't I mean, you? I found myself. <laughs> uh, I took a nap last week. I don't. I feel a lot better this morning, actually. But uh, I found myself feeling thirsty last night. Yeah. I mean, Coach Henley's back helping me out. Actually, Coach Henley, they were helping us coach this week. JV game, we had him up on the headsets. It was fun listening to him. But the other thing is, I spent time on Wednesday and Thursday on the field painting during my planning period, and those couple extra hours out in the sun. It makes a difference. So uh, I know it's supposed to be, again, hot, really hot on Monday, and uh, we'll get ready for these next couple games. But appreciate you guys, and uh, uh, hopefully I'll get a call. I can't get a call. That's why I'm showing up. So I'll just, uh, if I have to do it each week, but at some point during my fall, I'm going to be on the road to see the Mountaineers play. And hey, the Mountaineers play on Thursday night, so I hope they play well. Just text me your back call, and I'll let JP know that. We'll do the, it. The, the, the light is blinking we'll in there. That way, yeah. we're, we we're blaming the phone coming right that way now. Hunter we can get his seat. Out. I mean, what's going that's on with Hunter? <laughs> we're going to have to get on Hunter. He is our estranged employee, <laughs> yeah. Coach Britt. He is estranged. Yeah. Appreciate the other you kids guys. disappear nowadays. All right. Y'all All right. have a great one. Thank you, Coach. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, Coach mm-hmm. uh, Tim Pruitt, Chairman Lyman. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, Coach. Thanks for coming by. Five, let's give the scores, Terry, as we uh, wrap it up this morning here on Saturday Morning Sports Talks uh, High School football coverage all righty it was hickory grove 49 highland tech zero west lincoln 27 Cherryville 7 thomas jefferson 23 pine lake prep 8 south point 35 east gaston 7 burns 21 crest 20 great game for tom and them to do last night shelby over ac reynolds 15 to 12 stuart kramer 38 bessemer city 6 it was bandy's 49 for at ford 3 Freedom 13, East Burke 12. It was Bunker Hill going to 2 0 with a 42 to nothing win over St. Stephen's. It was North Lincoln 28, Lincoln in 18, Salisbury 44, Polk County 0. Chase 2 0 on the year with a 56 to 6 win over Black Mountain Owen. Hendersonville 58, West Henderson 0. It was Alexander Central 41, North Gaston 6. Kings Mountain it goes to one and one on the year with a fourteen to nothing win over Asheville. Maiden two and zero on the year with a forty seven to nothing win over Watauga, and they are number one in our poll here. It was Lake Norman fifteen, uh, Mitchell twelve. It was Statesville twenty seven, South Aradale fourteen, and Bavard sixteen, Robbinsville fifteen. All right, guys, when we come back, it, we're going to talk college football, the Alliance. And more on KTCBroadcasting.com. Okay, class, listen up. Do not buy a car without a warranty. Just don't do it. At Friendship Nissan and Friendship Jeep Dodge Ram in Forest City, we have lifetime warranty on new and used cars. That's right, lifetime warranty on new and used cars. Unlimited time, unlimited miles. And through the end of this month, we're offering up to $4,000 over Kelly Blue Book value on your trade. So one more time. Friendship Nissan and Friendship Jeep Dodge Ram has lifetime warranty on new and used cars, and you'll find us in Forest City. Now open the all-new BMC Toner Solutions at 410 East Franklin Boulevard in Gastonia. The new BMC Toner Solutions can save you up to 50% off retail on your printer ink cartridges. Extra-large ink jets just $14.99 for black and $16.99 for color. Just call 704-862-7333. They're open from 9 to 5 Monday through Thursday, 9 to 2 on Friday, and open every third Saturday from 9 to 2. The new BMC Toner Solutions, now open at 410 East Franklin Boulevard, Gastonia. Join us every Sunday at 11 a.m. for our Sunday morning worship services. 
on WCSL 1590 AM and 92.3 FM. It's the Sunday morning service of First Baptist Church in Cherryville. On WLON 1050 AM and 107.5 FM, it's the Sunday service of the Covenant Bible Church in Lincolnton. And on WOHS 1390 AM and 101.5 FM, it's the Sunday service of the Calvary Baptist Church of Shelby. Join us each and every Sunday morning for our Sunday morning worship services on The Boss and Carolina Country. Looking for a boat, RV, or farm equipment this summer? Carolina Federal can help with financing. Recreation loans are available for as low as 3.75% APR. Contact us today for more information by calling 704-435-0186 or online at carolinafcu.org or stop by our branch located at 1200 East Church Street in Cherryville. At Carolina Federal Credit Union, we treat you like family because you are. Rates based on credit history. If old MacDonald had a farm today, he'd have a coyote tractor on it for sure. Test drive one at your local coyote dealer. Your Coyote dealer is West in Sales, Highway 18 North, Highway 27 Intersection West in Vail. Join Melton Baker for the West in Sales Swap Shop, Monday through Friday on Carolina Country, WCSL, Cherryville Gastonia, 92.3 FM, 1590 AM, and online at kdcbroadcasting.com. And we're back on Saturday morning sports talk with Kevin and the gang. Kevin and Tom are talking, and Terry is eating. And apparently the guys don't realize that we came back from break. Uh, guys, we're on the air. <laughs> You're on the air. Well, we're, yeah, back. I'm on the air. we're back. Friendship, price of Jeep Dodge. <laughs> you were on the air. Well, yeah. I mean, I Friendship, price of Jeep Dodge. Uh, bringing you Saturday morning sports talk. They're located at 190 Oak Street <laughs> Extension in Forest City, North Carolina. Call them at 828-919-3001 and Friendship Nissan, 156 Oak Street Extension in Forest City, North Carolina, 828-245-1661. Go see our friends at Friendship. All right. So, as of right now, Tom, we have maybe college football changes and new alliances and things like that. Pac-12 says they're standing packed at 12. Big 12, nothing imminent. But they looks like they're going to add four teams to keep up the twelve, so they keep up and they they have their schedule. So it looks like then the ACC, the Big Ten, right? And who's the other one? Pac twelve. Pac twelve is going to stand pat. So the Big Ten, and which has twelve or thirteen? How many teams is in the Big Ten? Uh. I want to say it's 14. <laughs> 14 teams in the yeah, Big Ten. Yeah. Uh, and the ACC are, are talking alliance, Tom. And the good news about that is I won't never have to hear you and Terry argue again about conference affiliations. Yeah, it's uh, – you know what? I haven't even been doing the best job of ke- uh, keeping up with it because I've been doing so much high school sports here lately. But I'll tell you what, Oklahoma and Texas really just rocked the whole world, didn't they? <laughs> when they were going to go to the SEC, and now you got all this stuff going on. So, 
it's going to be interesting to see what, what, what happens moving forward with all these conferences, but it, it just comes down to money in the end, doesn't it, Terry? I mean, it's, it does. It's it comes does. down to money in the end. I just hope, you know, I'm, I'm glad y'all joined the ACC, Tom. That's how I'll put it. <laughs> Super confident. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I do need, I do need to study up on it a little bit more, but I guess they're just trying to make sure that one conference dom- doesn't dominate everything, Terry. I mean, it's just, you know, they're, they're doing what they have to do. When and, you do this, is it now that we'll only schedule y'all and we'll not schedule any SEC teams? I guess teams? that's what it is. Yep. I mean, yep. I guess that's what it is. Exactly what it is. Now, the question is. Does it hurt you or does it not is going to be the question. Well, here's my, my question is how are if they're going to split like this, are they still going to have an agreement with this BCS stuff and how many teams are getting in? Or is that going to have to be changed and renegotiated? Because is the winner of the SEC going to claim themselves the national champion? Or is the Big Ten ACC going to claim themselves the national champion? Remember how and we used to have split champions in college football? Oh, yeah. So well, unless they come to agreement... That's the road you're headed down, is it not? Well, and, and another thing I question, too, is when you have all these bowl games, some bowl games are affiliated with how you finish in each conference. Yeah, oh, that's going to have to change. Yeah, every bit of that will have to change now because I know the ACC's matched up against the SEC in so many bowl games. And oh, yeah, and I got to redo all yeah. that. Yeah, and the Big Ten, too. You know, the Outback Bowl, for one, is SEC mm-hmm. versus Big Ten. So there's going to have to be a lot of stuff done to, to make this work, but – uh, as I said, all this you know, all this started with Texas and Oklahoma jumping ship, going to the uh, going to the SEC, and it's all about money. I mean, how much money they paid to the Big Twelve just to get out of that conference? <laughs> Look at this! Oh, there's Andre. There you go. They didn't have kids. Oh. They got money. Oh, wow. oh, so Andre, Andre actually paid up. And look at Andre and I are, are matching today. Look at this. Bucks fans, oh, y'all yeah. got I say we're, we're matching. We're matching today. Y'all got, some, y'all got gypped by the guy down the street. Hey, no, no. <laughs> Terry what? saw one guy no. going one way, no. a buck shirt. Uh-oh. The other guy coming hey, the other way. It was on fanatics, shirt. right? You got it on fanatics yet? Yeah, we got it on fanatics. Oh, they were on sale uh, fanatics. Come around, right? Come stand in front of this Clemson thing real quick. We got to get you both on camera on this. One. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we, we need a we need a picture Look for the website there, right there. Tom. Yeah. And 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 Andre. Hey, hey, we got, got the hey, hey, we got the same email, didn't we, Andre? We got the same. Andre and I got the same email. <laughs> oh my god, it's a good deal on these shirts, though. It's Y'all nice, are suckers for clickbait, huh? Oh man, we did, we did. That's awesome. Oh yeah, my that's goodness, awesome. my lordy! Well, now that the ladies are fed this morning, Terry, when they got their deals. <laughs> I don't know where to go now. I don't know where to go. These fools, the same T-shirts, different teams. Well, that's great. Yeah, that's well, awesome, well, Terry. Um, you know, as far as the combinations of these two teams, the, these conferences go, um, it's going to make a pretty good basketball conference. Um, but as far as you know, teams like the NC States and especially like Dukes, how is that going to you know? I, I don't know. I'm gonna mention something I saw you the other just day. Add teams and these these remember remember now remember real quick before we go. We talked last week and none of these teams have won an ACC championship since 1980. Yeah. And now we're adding more teams to keep them from winning championships. So what what's the incentive of state and Carolina to be in the it be in this conference? Well, I, I'm gonna put it like this. Not sure how I'm gonna start because this past week I think it was Monday. 
I saw a graphic and it had Mac Brown and it says how he has changed North Carolina. And I said to myself, and I sent it out to all my Carolina fans, I was like, what what has he changed? He's never won a national title at Carolina. Never won a you mean ACC? Yeah, you know, never won ACC. Well, that's title. what I'm saying. But he's never won a national title at Carolina. He won one at Texas. But I was like, what has he done here? And you know, I mean, until you win it, and then some people say, well, what's the highest ranking that you've ever had? And when you go back and look, Duke's always been ranked higher than a state or Carolina. And then I had Carolina people going, yeah, but we were ranked number two. And I said, yep, and I remember that because then you had to go to Florida State and Florida State fumbled y'all at the start of the game. But then you come back and you lost close game, but you lost. And you were ranked number two against a Florida State team that ain't won but one game all year probably. You know, I said, so, you know, what have you done? And, and it kind of got me because I'm like, Mike Brown is good. I'm not going to take nothing away from him and how he coaches and how the recruitment. That's a lot that you got to have, but you still got to finish. He was lucky he had Vince Young at Texas because he was the guy that led. So now he's got Hal. Hal is a good guy. Hal cannot run, I don't think, like Young can. So I wonder if that's a big dimension. Now he says Hal is the best passer that he's ever seen. And I, you know, hey, maybe so. I'm not sitting there watching this kid throw ever pass, and he is. But uh, I don't know. When you think of it and you think of State and you think of Carolina, they're going to have to go unbeaten. There's no way either one of them can have a loss because if you do, then Clemson and everybody else that's ranked highly are going to jump over you, and then they can lose a game and probably fall to fourth, where if they continue to win, then they're going to be number one in ACC. But it, it bothers me on situations like that. Maybe with the combined conferences now, maybe – Tom, it might be better for North Carolina State, North Carolina, if they only lose one game throughout a year. Maybe being in this pack thing that they're going to be in with Ohio State, who brings a lot to the table, and that's going to help the ACC in football, maybe that might end up helping them. If you maybe could knock off Ohio State, Ohio State might not fall far, but it could help you in the long run of making your program better. Yeah, you got to get those signature wins. So, I mean, if you think about it, if you, if an NC State plays in Ohio State and they lose, you might say, well, that's what we thought was going to happen. But if they win, that puts them, you know, yeah, that's going to bump them way up. up. So they 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 have a lot to gain by that schedule. So I, I think it's going to, you know, be good, give some challenging matchups because if you're one of those teams that people don't believe in, like, like you said, like a – a state or a cat. yeah, you're pretty good, but yeah, we we're not going to put you up there with Clemson. Then you go knock off, you get a chance to play somebody good, and you knock them off, and then the ball game changes, Terry. Yeah, and and I think the state and if I stayed against Ohio State, they played each other twice. Yeah, both I, I, games have been good I was, games. I, I was at the one in Raleigh. Yes, yeah, so yeah I mean that I'm was saying? a defensive battle. I think a bunch of field goals. It was yeah. Nugent kicked about five field goals and beat them. Uh, the year before, T.A. McClendon stopped on a one-yard yes. line, I think, and then State almost went up there to Columbus and beat them. Now, that was in Trestle's uh, early days, but still, I mean, that was a very good State team with McClendon and Rivers. And they, yep. I mean, they had, that's, they had some players on that team. That's back when old Amato was still coaching. Sure them, was. It was a long time ago. But, yeah, you got to get those signature wins, and you can't get them by not playing the, the teams that you need to be playing. So this could be a good thing. This could work out for everyone. So ACC currently has 14 teams, and the Big Ten has 14 teams. Well, yeah, this year. Last year we had 15 teams. Okay. 
Yeah. So, either way. <laughs> With Notre Dame. Yeah. Surely Notre Dame's not going to be an independent and would have to join this. That's what I'm saying. I this think it's big. I mean, I look at both sides of that. And I said, if you're the Fighting Irish and you do not join, I think it benefits you also. Because how many people are going to say, okay, the Fighting Irish, they're 10 and 1 on the year. They shouldn't belong. No, they're not. They're going to put them right into well, see, it. I think no teams matter what. Like North Carolina and NC State would be better off being independent. NC oh. State, definitely. Or Duke. Yeah, but I don't think they'll take our wins unless we're playing stout opponents but, but for that's anything. What, right, but that's what you have to do. Yeah. You have to just schedule the, the, the opponents and just play. That's what all Notre Dame does. They, they don't play Pat. Notre Dame don't play Western Carolina. Like Alabama does. No. I mean, they don't. I mean, they play they, they Navy and they play, right. you know. But so. Navy's not Western Carolina. No, that's true. I agree with that 100%. <laughs> not, I mean, that's who Alabama has on the schedule sometimes. I mean, Apple won't even play Western, Terry. We won't even stoop that low. <laughs> yeah. We, we're done with that. We, we, we There's a lot of playing, people wanting y'all to play them again. Once we beat Michigan, Western College, we said, uh, wrong number. They're still talking. They're still talking. They're still talking about a game. From, yeah, what, we're not 2000? giving y'all money to come Wrong here. Number. When was so, that? Two thousand five, and they're still talking about that game. Yeah. Well, Tom, twenty eight teams. Let's make Notre Dame twenty nine. Are they going to get to thirty two? Is where that's going to end up. Um, the Big Twelve's talking adding four teams. Apple doesn't mention them. It was Cincinnati, Houston, UCF, and BYU are the four teams being mentioned in the Big Twelve. So. Thoughts on the Big 12 there, Pac-12 staying pat. Um, why wouldn't maybe they align and do their thing to, to just that and just have just cover the whole West Coast? Uh, heck, it'd be about everything west of the Mississippi. Almost. BYU would make more sense in the Pac-12, would it not? I mean, Utah's it, it already would. Boy, it looks They're not adding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what you got. You got to do what you got to do. Um, but now where does that leave? See, here's the problem. Where does that leave all the other teams? Unaccounted for. That's all it is. You're unaccounted for. I mean, unless you're going to go perfect every year, but then you're going to go perfect against none of these big five conferences. You're going to go perfect, and nobody's going to give you a chance. They're going to be like, well, you didn't play nobody. That's exactly how it's going to come around. You're going to get Coastal Carolina, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If the Big Ten and ACC join that, that'll be 28 teams. The SEC sitting at 14. What's the magic number? My magic number, what I would think, Terry, and see if you agree with this, based and I'm going to base this on what you said last week about how you'd like the the schedule set up. 24 teams in a conference. Because then you have 12 on each side. You play all 11 on your side of the bracket. And you play the winner on the other side. I'm not saying that's yeah. my magical number. I'm saying the way the math works, where I think they'll end up with, if they do 22, you can play a non one non conference game. Which for some reason everybody wants to play non conferences instead. Well, let's have like the NFL. If you once you get to 28 teams, the NFL's got 32. Yeah. Like why why are you playing outside that conference at all? And you only got to play uh, 10 or 11 games. So that you know, will the SEC add more? So is this going to be? Is the ACC joining with the Big Ten a precursor to keeping the SEC from poaching Clemson or poaching maybe North Carolina or some of these other ones? Well, when I sit back and I think about it, I look at it like this. If you have 24, that's 11, plus a championship game makes 12, 
Then if you're with eight teams, that's another three games. So all of a sudden you're at 15 games for college athletes to play. Two teams. Well, that's what I'm saying. Only two teams that have to play 15. <laughs> Well, I'm still saying so. That's still 15 games. Then there's the, a lot of games. Yeah, well, they're already doing it. You know, but I think it might be a lot different now since players can make money. Yeah, if they're so, anyway. Yeah, I mean, so you know, if you're going to do that, then maybe they should play more games. You know, I mean, I don't know how to look at that to a way. I would say, ooh, I don't, I don't know whether 24 teams on a conference is. Well, you got twenty eight now. Yeah, that's well, what I'm saying. I mean, oh, it's, it's not it's not saying forty one teams in a conference. It's just you still got your conference. You still but you're got going to give you just preference play preference these other ones. Yeah, we're going to make sure that Ohio State plays a a Duke in basketball. Yeah. Make sure that they get some about more, like the ACC Big Ten Challenge in something in like basketball. that. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. You in know. other words, we're going to have, and that's what I, I I thought about that years ago. But how do you like, determine well, that, Tom? Who's going to play who? You mean? Yeah. You see, that might be taken away from them a little bit because you're well, not making it up now, Terry. Out of conference, well, well you're not. You're not just rotating. <laughs> I, mean, I would say. Not. I would say just rotating. I mean, you're not going to put Ohio State saying, "Okay, uh, y'all go play Duke." They you know what I'm saying? If you're in the conference, you're in the conference. Well, I mean, eventually, yeah, but I mean, you would just rotate who you played, right? Yeah, and I it should be your top team. And I see you can't even go by that because I would say. Your top teams from last year play the top teams from last year, but if I've got Burrow and he's left, then my LSU team is not the same team, you know. So that's not a way to figure. But typically, it out. typically, some teams are traditionally stronger than others. So I mean, I, I think that could work. That if you, if you said, all right, well, you were the conference champion last year, and in, in, in week one or week two, you're going to play the conference champion from the ACC. I mean, that would be some really fun early yeah. season matchups. And and that one loss, but you know they worry about too much. I mean, maybe that, like you said earlier, that's not going to hurt you as bad. Like Clemson wins the ACC and Ohio State wins the Big Ten, then you guys play in week one or two next year. I mean, how bad's that loss really? How bad should it hurt you? I mean, if you're playing somebody really good, as, as Kevin says, how much how much really do you give uh, credit to a win over Western Carolina? Yeah, no disrespect. Well, to and Tom, now that you say something like that, it kind of makes me wonder. If a North Carolina State would go to Ohio State and beat them, yeah, that's a gigantic plus. If you lose to them and then you win the rest of your game, is that a bonus? Like I say, it's it's, it's you stepped up and played somebody. I, I think that's what the best thing about this is. And some of those early season matchups, like Kevin talks about, I mean, I remember they were making fun of uh, a highlight about Trevor Lawrence. I can't remember. I think it was either against Wofford or the Citadel. I mean, you know, he's like, mm-hmm. you're showing a highlight of Trevor Lawrence against the Citadel. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was so funny because I was like, as soon as I watched that, I said, that is so Kevin Hastings right there. I Man. said, I can hear him saying that. I was like, we're going so to break down the, the Citadel film. At, at the end of the game, I promise you the Citadel won the, the push-up contest. Yeah. <laughs> I got, yeah. <laughs> so, they yeah. Win, uh, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence didn't win every matchup that day. Well, Terry, I'm glad Maryland's back in the ACC. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. there you Welcome go. back, boys. Y'all can't get yeah. away. Yep. Welcome back. <laughs> Where they really should be. You know, uh, Maryland should be in there. Maryland won the ACC championship in 2001 in football. Uh, so, that was their that's last. That's probably when old... Region was coaching them still. Old Ralph Region wasn't he coaching them back I, then? I think yeah, so. that's back when he was coaching them. Duke got a piece, a piece of a 
of the 89 ACC champion. That's when uh, they had Spurrier, David but Brown. Virginia, Virginia players, was yeah. awarded the ACC championship. They're the ones that went to the Citrus Bowl in that split. Uh, again, let's go back all the way to 1980, North Carolina ACC championship. 1979, NC State ACC championship. Maryland won in 85, 84, and 83. Three straight. Did Lou Holtz win the ACC championship when he was at State? Who? Lou Lou Holtz when he was at State. Yeah, early 70s. 70s. Yeah. Early, mid-70s, he was at NC State. Uh, NC State won in 73. That might have been Holtz. Yeah, that might have been Holtz. Yeah, might have been Holtz. South Carolina left in 71 or 72 there. Uh, North Carolina won 71, 72. State, 73. Maryland, three straight. North is that Carolina not bad that I can remember that? Georgia when South Carolina yeah. was part of the ACC hey. and, and Georgia yeah, and Georgia Tech used to be part of the SEC. Yeah. So, the rambling wreck mm, from Georgia Tech. They actually won the national championship uh, in 1990. A UP, the USA Today coaches poll. I want to say it was a split. National, it was. Can't remember who they split it with, but I remember when that. And happened. See, I was one of them people that back then, and I know I was young, eight nine years old. But I was like, that was a cardinal sin for South Carolina to be taken away from the ACC. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It makes more sense for them to be in the ACC and mm-hmm. to play all the North Carolina schools and to play Clemson. Yeah. It makes more sense for them. Wake Forest is the only North Carolina school since the calendar turned to 1990 that's won an ACC title. That's amazing. The only North Carolina school in three decades. Win an ACC title. So Wake, Wake Forest, Forest Wake Forest won the ACC after Florida State had joined. Yes, the year after Florida State. That's amazing. It was right Flo- Florida State won. They were the first team to win. No, Maryland won. I was about to say they won. It, here's how it went after Florida State. Ninety uh, two, Florida State. Ninety three, ninety four, ninety five. They split with Virginia. Yeah, ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight. Split with Georgia Tech. Ninety nine, two thousand. Two thousand one was Maryland. 2002, Florida State, 2003, Florida State, 2004, Virginia Tech, 2005, Florida State, then Wake Forest, and then the reign of Virginia Tech started uh, for three years. It was a vacated title. Georgia Tech defeated Atlantic Division champion in, in the championship game, but vacated its win. So Georgia Tech in 2009. So the only North Carolina school to win an ACC championship in 30 years is the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. So you talk about Florida State, you know, I just want to say Bobby Bowden passed away. Yeah. I think it was 91 years now, old. Now, Terry, that's if yeah. you give Duke credit for that championship, 30 years, right? If you don't give Duke credit, it's 40 years. It's no North Carolina school, Tom, has won an ACC championship, but Wake Forest in my lifetime. Yep. 1980 was the last time a North Carolina school that was the Tar Heels won an ACC championship. You weren't alive in 1980? Nope, 82. Man, I, I was alive in 1980, Terry. I, I was graduating remember. high school. Were you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was. He was, celebrating, he was celebrating the Tar Heels ACC victory. Yeah. ACC yeah. championship yeah. victory. That's what, he's, that's sure what he was doing. Now, I'll tell you, we talked Mac Brown a little while ago. Let's do, let's, I pulled up his number. Let's be realistic about it. His last four years at Texas. You know how many games you lost? 21 games in four years. Five and seven, eight and five, nine and four, eight and five in Texas. You talk about Sam, Sam Howell's best passer he's ever seen, Terry. We, Sam Howell, they got 10 losses in two years. 
Ten losses, Tom. How many? How many losses, Ohio State? What's how many years do I have to count before I get ten losses with Ohio State? You got to go back about six or well, seven years. Well, now wait a minute. I mean, when I think of college, Trubinsky, as many games he lost there was number one. Number two. Well, I mean, I'm talking about though he to everybody <laughs> in America, he was the number one quarterback coming out. He was right. the man. You they're going to make the same mistake again, putting you a Tar Heel. So. I say this every when we do this during the draft. Don't draft a Tar Heel quarterback. Don't draft a Dookie. Don't draft Ohio State. Other guys you're pretty safe with. Those yeah. three, I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot <laughs> pole. Just don't do it. It, it, just, it just doesn't work. Terry, they're, he's 15-10 and 10 at Carolina. There you go. And we're talking about... He's the best like he's passer. And two they've or been. twenty-three and five or something. It's, it's fifteen. And don't and get 10. me wrong. When you're watching him, and well, especially when he played state, lost to the bowl game last us alive. year. Lost to the bowl last year. Yeah, but he had a bunch of players not play. It's it's misleading. Haven't finished better than third in the conference, and in, 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 in this stint. Now back at Texas, I told you his last four years. Now let's go back to North Carolina. His North Carolina years. He started one in ten. One in ten, six and four, seven and four. He got better. How many coaches though, Terry? After four years, are fifteen and twenty nine, twenty eight, and get to coach fifth year? Yeah, he got a none. fifth year, and they went nine and three, won the Peach Bowl, nineteen to eighteen. Went ten and three, won the Gator Bowl, twenty one to nineteen. I don't got no scores for the other two. Uh, they beat one. They lost the Sun Bowl, lost the Gator Bowl, won the Carquest Bowl, won the Gator. So <clears throat> he's just one of them coaches that's got to get them over the hump. If they would have beat Florida State, Carolina would still been ranked second. They'd have been top of the world. But when you lose to Florida State, I mean, talk about last year or the year before ninety six. Yeah, ninety six. Oh, okay, okay. But I'm just saying, you you got to keep your squad at the top and. Carolina seems to lose, and then when they lost last year to Appalachian, that was to me that was like somebody stabbing them in the back. But Appalachian knew, and Appalachian has defeated top teams. They knew they could go there and win. I don't think Appalachian goes anywhere that they don't think they can win. I don't care where they're going, whether they play Alabama, whether they play Michigan, whether they play Carolina, whether they play whoever. Oh, we got delusions of grandeur, you know. I mean, no, I'm just saying. We're not scared. I don't think. I, yeah, that's it. There you go. They're not scared to go play you anywhere. They don't go to a game saying, okay, we got all this money that's going to help us in our program. They don't look at it like that. Hey, we have an opportunity here. Coach, okay, that's where they finish in the poll. Okay, so these are poll finishes. I was trying to figure out where the poll finishes were. All right, Mac Brown's poll finishes of Carolina, obviously, first four years didn't get ranked. 18th, 21st, 21st, not ranked. 10th and 6th. So he finished 6th in yeah. his last year. All right. This time, unranked, 17th. All right, Terry, here's the bowls. Won the Peach, lost the Gator, lost the Sun. Won the Carquest, won the Gator. Didn't coach in the other Gator Bowl. So he, that's when he left. So he's 3-2 and two at Carolina in bowls in 10 seasons. Okay? Then he comes back. He's 1-1 one one now in bowls. So now he's 4-3. and three. In bowl games in twelve seasons, and again we're talking about how yeah how magical good they are. this is about to be and and good now I think a lot of the, the things based everything on recruiting and stuff now Terry but again you got to coach them to win yes. you get on the you get on the oh, you yeah. get on the field and I was in the stadium about twentieth row watching Warwick Dunn run all over them 
watching Peter Boulware run right around the end, watching Bobby Bowden win how many ACC championships. Yeah. So I've seen it. You've seen it. Uh, you need to probably be careful with that uh, on the Mac Brown Carolina stuff. Um, Tom, um, any other thoughts on the college football stuff? As no, I'm just ready for it to get started. Yeah. I mean, it's been all this preseason. It's kind of like pro ball. I'm ready, I'm ready to see the games. I mean, <laughs> it's like this. It's like the. It's like this preseason never ends. As soon as this, you know, the, the last season ends, national championship, Super Bowl, we just talk. Who's moving where? I, who's doing what? I tell you what. You know what we can do? Don't we got some picks? Answer some games. Yeah, this week I think we do have some picks. I know there's one big game Thursday. Appalachian game in the state, yeah. <laughs> Appalachian in the state of North Carolina. Yeah, well, who are they playing? All right, let's let's do these quick picks. This quick. How about this? Before, yeah, we got three days worth. We got a bunch of picks actually. Hey, let's do. We're gonna start bad picks real quick. With Terry and Tom, let's get it over with. All right, here we go. Let's run through these. <laughs> it's football Saturday. I ain't got you. Were you gonna talk about the the, the Guardians? No. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. They win one, lose no. one. Guardians. Yeah. Win All one, right. lose one. Guardians. Today starts today. Nebraska at Illinois. I think uh, Illinois on the rise, and Nebraska's got issues. They're trying to run Scott Frost out of town. Talking about buying out his contract. I like Illinois at home. Illinois. I'm gonna go to Nebraska. Okay. <laughs> That's the first game. Okay. Right, <laughs> at Fresno State for $19 at Bulldog Stadium. UConn. Fresno State. Yeah, I like Fresno State at home. Hawaii at UCLA. Oh, forget that. UCLA. Yeah, UCLA. I like that. UTEP. Texas El Paso. At New Mexico State. <laughs> Have fun picking this one. Let's go New Mexico State. They're at home. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to yeah. stay with the let's home go, team. Let's stay with the home team. Yeah, no one's going to break it. Break down the UTEP. Uh, I don't even know what are, what are they. Does anybody know what UTEP's mascot is? Uh, the little minor thing. It looks kind of like UNC Charlotte. I think that's what it is, isn't it? <laughs> I'm not jumping out there with you on that, Tom. I do not know. I'm almost positive. Okay. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to click on the logo. The Miners. Yeah, look, there I there even go. got the name right. There you go. That's the Miner thing. Yeah, it's the Miners. The little thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they're minding out now, there. Now let's okay. back this up real quick. You're a graduate of UNC Charlotte, right? Correct. That's your mascot, right? Correct. So you consider yourself an educated man? You teach education? I teach do, education. You don't know, and you don't know what the, the thing is the minor holds in his hand? At no point was y'all brought that taught? A pick. At UNC Charlotte School there? Okay. It's a pick. Yeah, pickaxe. I mean, you called it the little minor thing. Well, I had... <laughs> Kevin, do you realize I walked into Burns High School at twenty to seven, and I left Burns High School at ten twenty last night, and right. I am still at work today. Give yes. my brain a break, gotcha. please. Okay. Southern Utah. Hey, I gave you 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 nailed the the the, the nickname though. Yeah, he did I did. Good. He did good. <laughs> Southern U- thing, you know. Southern yeah. Utah at San Jose State. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Um, you want me to pick? Yeah, San Jose State. Yeah, uh, let's go with that. Do you want Southern, me to pick? Southern Utah. Let's you, break down the last yeah, five okay. years of Southern Utah film here before we make this pick. Alabama, there. Birmingham at Jacksonville State. Uh, UAB. Is that um, Dion's team? 
think he, Jack, is that Jacksonville that, State? Where is that? It could be, and that's who I'm going with, Jacksonville State. All right, Temple. This is Thursday night. That was Wednesday. Thursday night football. The Temple Owls at the Rutgers Scarlet Knights uh, in Piscataway, yeah. New Jersey. Piscataway. Yeah, that's a dumb one. Piscataway. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Let anyone from New Jersey come down here and pronounce the word strap or stroop. Or charitable, for that matter. Yeah. All right. Who y'all got? Next. Oh, we who? said Rutgers. Oh. The yeah. Citadel. Do they outpush up the fighting chickens of Myrtle Beach? No. Myrtle. Coastal Carolina. Myrtle. I'm going Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Beach. I got to get a win. <laughs> yeah. Long Island University at Florida International. Oh, Lord, <laughs> we picking some of these. Go to Florida, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take Florida, too. Boise State at UCF. UCF. Cross-country flight. I like Boise. Western Illinois at Ball State. Uh, Ball State. Yeah, sure. Ball State. <laughs> Wagner at Buffalo. Uh, it, Buffalo. It, isn't that a composer? It was Buffalo. It's Wagner. It, it Wagner. Wagner, yeah. Weber State at Utah. Utah. Utah's number 24. Yeah, going with Utah. Another matchup nobody cares about. South Florida at NC State. North Carolina State. We got, uh, first, we got first South place votes. USF? Yeah, USF. Yeah, we got first place votes, Tom. Uh, <laughs> first place in the in the ACC or overall? Uh, uh, ACC. Yeah, they got over Clemson. Somebody yeah. voted for them. I'm, I'm going to go with NC State. Okay. I think, I, the I fighting, think Terry somehow ended up with a pick. The fighting Chuckamatos. The fighting Chuckamatos are going to win. The Chestamatos. The Chestamatos. All right. Uh, UC Davis at Tulsa. Tulsa. Yeah, Tulsa. The Tom, Buckeyes at the Golden Gophers. You know, they conference got, play. Yeah, they got some, started off. They got some what, question Gophers marks. Pretty decent last year? Gophers are usually pretty decent. They don't have Bateman anymore. He's moved on to the Baltimore Ravens. But I like Ohio State to go up there. And I'll beat take them. Ohio State also. Bowling Green at Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee, you know, they started to get it together a little bit at the end of last year. They're more competitive than they have been. Tom, do you have any answer why Bowling Green's not green? I do not. It drives me crazy. I do not. That's the, uh, yeah. who is it? The Laces Blue and Yellow Jackets are I do. My, my brother's got a, a good friend who graduated from Bowling Green, but I have no answer. Tennessee Martin at Western Kentucky. I'm going to take Western Kentucky. Come yeah. on, I'm picking first all the time, Tom. I don't know because I have no idea. Okay. I guess I'm going with Western Kentucky. They've had some good teams. All right, um, big matchup here in Albuquerque. New Mexico hosting Houston Baptist. No, uh, forget it. New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know there won't be any dancing. Houston Baptist is good in baseball. If Houston Baptist, <laughs> if, if Houston Baptist wins, we know they won't be dancing uh, victory. So let's go with who, who they play? Houston New Baptist Mexico. and New Mexico. New Mexico. Yeah. The Lobos? Yes, the yeah. Lobos. Me gusta los yeah. Lobos. Uh, Eastern Washington at UNLV, running Rebels. There you go, Tom. Pick one. Let's go with the Rebels. I'm going Eastern Washington. Hey, the thing of Eastern, which state was it? <laughs> yeah. hey, don't blame, uh, don't bet against the running Rebels. Yeah, I know. Southern Utah at Arizona State, the Sun Devils. Haven't we already picked Southern Utah? Haven't we already picked Southern Utah once? No. No. Pick somebody. Yeah, you actually did. They're playing on... They're playing today, and this is, this is next. This get, is Thursday. We get to pick him twice. <laughs> Did we pick him the first time? No. 
Y'all picked San, Who are they playing? San Jose State the first time. This time they're playing Arizona State. So they get beat they again. They get beat again. <laughs> they are going over for they're two, over for yeah, two and four days. I'm Southern Utah. I'm sorry, fa- Southern oh, Utah fans. What do we know about Utah? Nothing besides no. they're going to get beat. It's in the southern part of Utah. <laughs> it's in the southern part of Utah. Yeah. All right. Appalachia State hosts the Pirates in Boone on ESPNU 730. There it is. Opportunity. $51 tickets in Boone. Terry. You want me to pick it? Actually, it's not in Boone. It's at Bank of America Stadium. Yeah, it's in Charlotte. Yeah, uh, Appalachia. Why can't we? Miami will come to Appalachia. But now I'm and scared. We can't of that. get East Carolina, North Carolina, NC State. Wake Forest comes up there, but we can't get none of the other. Nobody the other wants. To, nobody wants to drive. You got to be careful in Charlotte, though, because last time East Carolina was down there, they beat us, North Carolina State, like a drum. I like I Appalachian tell you what, State. East Carolina's been struggling. Between East Carolina and Appalachian State and Charlotte, might be some partying going on. There may be a beer or two <laughs> or two night. consumed. Yeah. Uh, so, folks, if you're looking to stay safe Just on wear Thursday your night, mask. stay out oh, of Charlotte. Yeah, Wontaga, <laughs> don't expect anybody to show up for Terry, work Friday morning. For the things that go down at ECU, <laughs> the last thing they're wearing is a face mask. <laughs> yeah. They come to Charlotte, they better have one. You can forget that. Uh, all right, Friday night, Tar Heels. Terry, are they going to start their national championship run in Blacksburg with a win over Dax Hollyfield and Jack Hollyfield? It's going to be tough. Uh, no. Are you saying the Tar Heels are going to start off 0-1? I got a feeling. The Hokies. Mm. Tom. Carolina. Mm. Terry, Terry calls the annual Mac Brown Terry again, choke game. In yeah, week Terry. One. Terry again goes with his with his heart instead of his head. Well, ter- well, Tom, they're they're fifteen and ten with Brown under under the helm. They're going to win this game. Duke at Charlotte. Ooh. Tom, Charlotte. Your, Charlotte. Okay. Charlotte. Okay, I'll go Duke. Are you guys going to rename the stadium? Because it's uh, Richardson Stadium, so we've got to rename it. Let's <laughs> name it. Let's name it Cenefani Stadium. There you go. That's a good name. Old Dominion at Wake Forest spelling contest in at Truist Field this week. Uh, hey, in fact, for this contest, Tom, seven dollars a ticket. Seven bucks. Use the same price. You can't, in a you high can't school see. Football you can't see a movie for seven bucks. Old Dominion at Wake Forest. You can't football. see the now, old Terry, remember, Dominion. guys, remember. This is the only team in North Carolina in the last 40 years to win an ACC championship. <laughs> and I'm going to take Wake Forest. No, it's like uh, 37 years. Wake Forest. Years. No, 41 years. Do you have the betting lines beside these? No, I don't have the, the betting lines. Let me, that would maybe be I could. All right. That would be useful. <laughs> that would be useful? That would be useful to have the betting lines. So what are you picking? Who'd you pick? I picked pick Wake Forest. St. Francis, Pennsylvania at Eastern oh, Michigan. Come on, Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, y'all said St. Francis will be a martyr. Tom, I'm going to find you a betting line here. Who'd you, who's you want that betting line on? Southern Utah games. That's what I want to know. That's the ones you want. What's wanted? the line they on probably the Southern don't even Utah? Have it. <laughs> they probably don't have a line. <laughs> yeah. No line on That's Southern what Utah. I'm Doug, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll pull it up. Yeah. The Southern Utah game. The first one, San Jose State was favored by 24. <laughs> we got that right. That's what I tried to tell you. That's what I was trying to say. Carolina favored. Uh, I got the one with the bet lines now for you. Okay. Sorry, I was on the wrong. Carolina side. by seven? Five and a half. Yeah. Duke by six and a half. 
Wake Forest by 31 and a half. There is no betting line for St. Francis Eastern Michigan right now. <laughs> I didn't think they would be. There yeah. is no betting line for Southern Utah Arizona State right now. Some of these games haven't posted or, or they're holding, I guess. Ohio State favored by 13 and a half. App favored by 10 and a half. So if that makes any of your picks feel any so better. So far, some of my picks look pretty good, Tom. They do. South Dakota at <laughs> Kansas. What's the line? There is none. Hmm. Uh, I'll tell you if I let's got go. it. Doesn't South Dakota have a pretty good team, though? Surely not. Surely not. Go ahead and take them. Okay, I'm taking Kansas. (laughs) That's what I say. Go ahead and take them. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Michigan at Northwestern. Mm. Spartans. Big Ten starting off hot. So you got Michigan State. State. Yeah, Mm -hmm. State. Sorry. I'm looking right at it. Didn't finish the sentence. I'm going to take Northwestern. Northwestern favored by three. They're at home? At home. Mm -hmm. Give me Sparty. Where did Sparty's going to go in there and defeat Northwestern wins. Of course, I love the Northwestern coach. This thing reset itself. Fitzpatrick. Yeah, it reframes go? and goes back. Where did it go? Where were we? Who was we? Who, what kind of trash? We got so many games in them, we picked. Northern Colorado at regular Colorado. Regular Colorado. Yeah, regular. Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo's over either we Bears or Buffalo. Grizzlies or something. Yeah, we picked that one. All right, Tom. South Dakota State at Colorado State. Give me the Colorado State. Yeah, exactly. Same. The new SEC Oklahoma Sooners. At Tulane, Oklahoma, easy. Big Ten, Penn State at Wisconsin, 19 at 12. Wisconsin favored by four and a half. Wisconsin at home. They're tough. I take Wisconsin at home. Kentucky at home favored by 29 and a half against UL Monroe. (laughs) Uh, I'll take Kentucky. Colgate at Boston College, no Uh, line. Boston College. Boston College. Western Michigan at Michigan. 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 Holy Cross at UConn. UConn. Hold on. Is this next Saturday? Yep. No, let's back up. We're oh, on the wrong Lordy. day. We went too oh, many. My we got goodness. four extras, folks. So you got now, specials. We got at least and change our mind before next week. You Tom. got five specials. <laughs> you got five picks. Uh, oh. Extra in for next weekend. So that was guys a ton of picks. That was a ton of picks. You guys, glad you guys prepared. You got to, um, <laughs> I, forgot to, I forgot to write down my notes for Jacksonville State UAB. I'm glad you guys were ready for the Southern Utah. All right, JP. Quitting breakfast from Mitchum's Kitchen. Let's take a break. It's been a long, long time since we had a break. We'll be back in a minute, kdcbroadcasting.com. Lifetime warranty on new and used cars at Friendship Nissan and Friendship Jeep Dodge Ram in Forest City. And now until the end of the month, Friendship in Forest City will offer up to $4,000 over Kelly Blue Book value on your trade. Guaranteed best prices on new cars, all used cars priced way below book value, and now all new and used cars have a lifetime warranty, unlimited time, and unlimited miles. We're simply not like any other dealer. Friendship Nissan and Friendship Jeep Dodge Ram, we're located in Forest City. Get a great deal on versatile Kubota equipment today, like Kubota BX and L-Series compact tractors, part of our under-100-horsepower tractor lineup rated number one for reliability, Z-Series mowers and Sidekick utility vehicles. Stop by your local Kubota dealer today. Bring home the Kubota BX2380 tractor for zero down, 0% APR for up to 60 months, now through December 31st. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more details. Your Kubota dealer is Parker Farm Service, 126 Bessie Drive in Kings Mountain. McDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O, and on this farm he had some chicks, E-I-E-I-O, with a tick, tick here and a tick, tick there, here a tick, here a tick, everywhere a tick, tick, old McDonald. If old McDonald had a farm today, he'd have a coyote tractor on it for sure. Test drive one at your local coyote dealer. 
Your Coyote dealer is West in Sales, Highway 18 North, Highway 27 Intersection West in Vale. If you're in the market for new flooring, go to this area's most recommended flooring store. That's Flooring America on Slater Street in Kings Mountain. Flooring America in Kings Mountain is where friends send friends for their flooring needs. And right now, you'll find the ever-popular luxury vinyl plank for only $2.99 a square foot. That's right, only $2.99 a square foot. All during the Fresh Start Flooring Sale. Give your home a refresh with one stop at Florin America. 602 Slater Street in Kings Mountain. Online at FlorinAmericaKingsMountain.com. Laughlin Furniture has been serving Shelby, Lincoln, and the surrounding areas for over 32 years. They carry a large variety of living room, bedroom, and accent furniture from top brand names like Ashley, Bassett, Jackson, Catnapper, Joe Fred, Troutman Chair Company, Vaughn, Bassett, and more, plus a large selection of top quality mattresses. They offer great products to suit any budget. Laughlin Furniture, home of the real deal. Real deal. Call them at 704-484-3204 or stop by 400 North Lafayette Street in Shelby. They'll make you feel at home. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and at LaughlinFurnitureOutlet.com. Home of the real deal. Real deal. When you're in the field, downtime is not an option. That's why now is the time for a service inspection at James River Equipment. Whether you own a John Deere tractor, planter, forage harvester, or baler, James River has a summer service special that's right for you. When it comes to quick diagnosis and expert service professionals, James River delivers. Schedule your service at your local James River location or online at jamesriverequipment.com. James River delivers. And we're back on Saturday Morning Sports Talk with... uh, Kevin and Tom, Terry has left us. So, Tom, why don't you mention our friends? And Tom, I mean, and uh, Terry's no longer with us. Uh, Terry had an automotive emergency, which means he probably needs to get himself down to Friendship Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, 190 Oak Street Extension in Forest City, North Carolina, 828-919-3001, or Friendship Nissan, 156 Oak Street Extension in Forest City, North Carolina, 828-245-1661. That's where Terry needs to get down. Now, my old classmate um, has sent me the Mountain Island Charter score, 28 to 6. Hey! So it's oh, Mountain Jackson. Island over Cabarrus. I don't know if that's Cabarrus Christian. Cabarrus, yes. Okay, Cabarrus Christian Academy. So 28 to 6. Thank you, Beth, for sending that in to us as her children go there. She lives in that community, and her children go there to Mountain Island Charter. So thank you for sending that score. Man, we're just... We're just hunting down scores any way we can, uh, Kevin. I'm also running out of shots on my on my camera here to be able to use. We start off with start off of three, get four, now we're down to two. Yeah, we're just I, I'm scrambling. We're we're dropping like a, flies. It's a war of attrition. I need a producer in there to sit up and and do something. Yeah, we we uh, <laughs> get get us some more to. You he's know, busy deleting videos from yes, last night. Well, at least he's doing something. Got to yeah, get full value yeah. for your money. Yeah, JP, you're deleting videos on your phone from last night. That sounds very suspicious. Yeah, it does. Actually, it does. that was These done days, when you I know, first Apple came does in. keep track of everything <laughs> in your actually phone. actually something with videos. So make sure very nothing's true. in there yeah, that, that you don't want different. in there. Yeah, uh, well, welcome to welcome to 1984. Do y'all teach that in school anymore? Do they just uh, stop teaching know, that? I don't know if they do 1984 that, anymore. That should be every... Schools. At this point, Tom, it's become a... Instead of a... It's become fiction. I want a shirt. Have you seen the shirts that say, Mike, make 1984 fiction again? That's cool. I mean, no, that'd be. A, would you rock that shirt? Yeah, I, I, I would because they are. I mean, it, it's pretty scary when I get alert on my phone. Australia. I get alert, alert on my phone, and it, it'll say something like, 
uh, we got a missing part of your timeline of Saturday morning. Were you at the Cherville Animal Hospital or, KT- or What's Up Chopper? I'll, I'll get stuff like that. Oh, wow. And it'll feel like you could go back, and it'll tell me well, you know, where I've been, mm-hmm. every single Good where I've been. Tracking, and, it also, and it also, I can look back at all the cities I've been to, like, for the last 10 years. Mm. It's got all this, like, all over the map, wherever I've been. Even if, like, I remember one time it, it came up, well, you were in Denver, Colorado in 2016. I'm like, no, I wasn't. I've, I've never been to Denver. Then I realized, <laughs> I said, wait a minute, it was a layover flight. I was flying home from Oregon and I was in Denver. That's the only time I've ever been to Denver. So it's like, you know, people, people worry about a vaccine tracing you. No, (laughs) so you're, you're being tracked already. It's called Google. So they can get all that information. I would say a lot of it. I would say a lot of it is relatively just for a commercial purpose. They're just trying to sell you stuff. You know, I don't think they're really interested in where I go every day, but if they know I go to the charitable animal hospital, then all of a sudden I'll get a bunch of emails about dog treats and dog collars and things like that. So it's all, it's like, they know I like the Browns. That's why me and Andre are wearing right. the same shirt today. So yeah, it is, it y'all is a little same, scary. Same, y'all got the same Facebook ad. It's, it's, how it's probably what it was, probably what it was on uh, Insta trash or uh, Facebook. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll give the uh, local scores just one more time. Uh, Burns over Crest 21-0, West Lincoln over Cherville 27-7, North Lincoln over Lincoln 28 to 18 and Thomas Jefferson over Pine Lake Brip 23 to 8 Shelby over AC Reynolds 30 uh excuse me, 15 to 12 Kramer over Bessemer 38 6 some of these we can overlook Kings Mountain over Asheville 14 0 South Point over East Gaston 35 to 7 so that's more your local ones I'm not gonna be like Terry Terry leads off the scores by giving the Hickory Grove Highland Tech score why would you do that? Is that what he started with? That's what he started with. Mm-hmm. Hickory Grove and Highland Tech. And Hickory Grove scored 69 on uh, Hunter Huss. Is that the team? Didn't they score 69 yeah. on Hunter Huss? Yeah. I was like, why are we starting with, the, why are we starting with that one? <laughs> Man, this That's is, just Terry. This is last year's list. I was looking. I was, I, we went to talk NFL, and I was bringing up a list of we'll – uh, I was going to mention some of the local people – in North Carolina, that's that's on NFL rosters. Um, I got a different list somewhere, and it's going to be cut down pretty soon. I think they had to trim to eighty, didn't they? And now they get they got to get down to fifty three. And one thing I don't understand, I guess somebody could explain it to me. If you've got fifty three men on your football team, why can't you just dress all fifty three? I, I don't. I've never understood that. It's a it's a salary cap thing. That's how it's run out on that. I think. And Wait a minute. If so, if you're not dressed and playing, you're not getting paid. There's no, kind kind of not. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's a, it, it's a complicated, dumb way. But it's nothing that I can explain to me. Like, well, yeah, that makes sense. I know how to do yeah, it. So, so it, it's. I wish they would. Um, they need more players. Um, I think that one of the biggest problems in the NFL is is the quarterback play. In a sense that colleges don't prepare college quarterbacks to play in the future yeah. because there is no pro ball. Like, it, and you know. You, if you go out of if you're in college, you're going to go to the minors no matter what at some point and work on something before right. they move up. In college, you're straight in the NFL, and if you ain't been throwing the ball, and that's why you see these guys from San Diego State, I mean, or or North Dakota State, like Carson Wentz and the and the Romos at Eastern Illinois, that they, they can actually throw the ball, and they go to a school that's like, okay, we're going to throw the ball. So, and and 
I think a lot of kids just just based on my experience alone, Tom, playing not and and maybe in college too that the coaches were they're going to coach their offense first first of all, then they're going to put people in to run their offense. They're going to learn another offense for for these kids and everything. And so they're stuck. Some of them are stuck to that to where you got a lot of kids that go by that have good arms that either don't play quarterback or don't even play football at all. Um, I mean, Chris, uh, Chris, just to, for example, Mason at Bessemer, way better arm than me. Never played football because he's just always playing baseball. Never played football. Um, another kid was talking about earlier uh, fumbling the ball, and we put a freshman a few times to try to run him some option, and he fumbled about every time, and, and that's the experience thing. But he's faster. You put him in and let him run. So it, it coaches try to adjust that. And I don't think these college coaches one bit – and the Jalen Hurts having to move to Oklahoma kind of shows you they care about or and, and want to move and want to get these guys playing quarterback in the NFL to where I know Tom, you remember a day when you could look at most teams and say the backup quarterback wasn't that bad. Jeff Hosteller. Yeah. You know, the Cowboys drafted back to back number one quarterbacks. They drafted Steve Walsh and Aitman and basically threw a stick in the middle like the Joker and say, winner come out. And these teams are sitting there and like if I if I ask you, all right, Tom, who's the backup for the Jets? Do you know? It was McCown. I think. Do, you, do you know the backup for the uh, Panthers? Uh, I I thought I saw the guy from West Virginia Greer in there, and then they have the that guy. They have the other guy. He's not real big. He he, he actually didn't play too bad. I can't remember and, his and, name. And, and on that note, do you think you could name a single backup quarterback off the top of your head that you think? You'd feel confident, Tom, going, you know what? They could still probably, you know, make a good run, maybe get to a Super Bowl with that backup. Case Keenum for the Browns. That's that, That's your one? I mean, you asked me to name right, one. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's fine, man. That's, and I only you know that because I, I only know that because I, I watched. that the only one you know? I, I, I watched. <laughs> but Keenum was a starter before. Right. Uh, I think, uh, who's Glennon with now? He was been kind of bounced around the is he league. still in Tampa? No. I can't remember where in. he's at. He's somewhere else now. But I think he, he oh. might be good enough to be serviceable. You know what I mean? You know, right. just make enough plays to get it done. Uh, Haskins is going to be the backup for Pittsburgh. I know that you hate Ohio State quarterbacks. I but I think, I think with some polishing, he could step in there and be able to ready, ready to play. Trubisky in Buffalo would be another example. I would say he could. You know, Trubisky's pretty good. I mean, I, I think he got the bad rap. I think he's better than being a backup, but he I, he might be the best, best backup in the league. I saw a guy the other day. Just he's a Bears fan, and he's one of those fans that were like, you know, uh, the quarterback <laughs> Trubisky. He said, I think he said the Trubisky's the best quarterback we've had in seventy years in Chicago. We like, <laughs> yeah, and, and it, just talking about you know, got bringing fields. No, no, he said Andy Dalton was the best quarterback. The Bears have ever is had in seventy years in Chicago. Now Jay Cutler could sling it. Um, I like Dalton, um, yeah. but I, you know, um, McMahon was good. He was just always hurt. Yeah. yeah, he ended up going to Philadelphia, didn't he? Yeah. Um, they, I just, I, I don't like how they don't develop the quarterbacks at all. And the and, games, and the games don't. different though. But but I'm I, I, talking about that roster spot. If it was even at fifty three. And then expanded to sixty total. It would it would change so much. I, I think it would be good for football. And I, I don't know have that the it, money. I, 
for for five extra minimum wage. Those guys got so much money, man. It's it's, it's <laughs> pathetic. But I would like to see all you know. You got fifty three guys on the team, you know, dress up. I mean, I know there's there's things beyond my knowledge why they don't, but uh, I would like to see that because one other thing, Kevin is. I think it would help the quality of play. Right. I mean, I, I think I, I think it would be a, a better product because you could have a few more guys that you could use uh, in, during the game. I mean, you know, the, especially if you're thin somewhere, you know, you got a couple extra guys. You know, you may have uh, a game where you get two linebackers get hurt. Well, you had another guy, but you, he was a he was a healthy scratch. You didn't play him. Right. And you need him now. Now you're trying to bring a safety up the linebackers. Hundred people to the games. So. I know. <laughs> I'm not asking. For yeah, that. I'm not asking for that. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying somewhere between dressing 50 and 60 players, I think would help the team. Because think about it: you got your kicker, he, he ain't playing nothing else. You got your punter, he ain't playing nothing else. You got your long snapper, he ain't playing nothing. You know that that's three right there that aren't doing anything. You know what I mean? So that's three roster spots. You know what? That that's about eight percent of your roster is three guys that aren't going to play any other real position. You know, they're not going to play. Mm-hmm lineman or wide receiver or anything you know so i i i think that you could really if you're gonna dress what do they dress 46 right they dress 46 uh 45 i think 45 or 46 46. they may i think they may have added one well just just add three more let them at least do 49 because your three specialists aren't playing anything else i i think it would make it better but you know, every league has got its rules. You know? All right, let's check our depth chart, see if it, how the local kids are doing now. I got a list here of of, of t- guys that from the state of North Carolina, Tom, that were on rosters last year. And um, there's quite a bit. Now, I've got another list that I'll bring in next week if I can find it on my on my hard drive. But I've got a list somewhere that, that's got the – all the all of our local schools and the and every guy that's ever made it. But these are some of the kids that are that were last year fighting for roster spots. Um, Trying to name some of the local ones I'm, I'm looking at here because um, we got our locals ones. Of course, I'm gonna talk about here in just a second. Uh, Tarboro, that's a you know who. Yeah. Uh, Far City, Carlos Watkins uh, went to Clemson. Uh, last year he was with the Houston Texans. I don't again. I don't know where some of these people they may have moved. I can't remember when Watkins was playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rico Dowdle, Ashford JP, answer the phone. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, a couple of old Fable, Kent, Lenore, Lexington, Oakboro, Charlotte, Wake Forest, Sokey, Raleigh. Um, mm, I, I don't like. I said this isn't the one I wanted to go with. I, it was just is it, every almost. I would say half the league's got one one or two kids maybe from North Carolina. Uh, Eric Ebron is from Greensboro. Um, but I want to look at some of the depth charts that some of the lo- other Some of the local guys. kids that got drafted. Right. So know. where's everybody's asking where's Chaser at right yeah. now? He's listed as questionable, um, and he's the backup weak side linebacker right now on the depth chart for the Minnesota Vikings. Over in Tennessee, uh, Andre said they've got Caleb Farley as a starter on Madden. Um, I didn't ask him about the Surratts uh, on there. I totally forgot. didn't even think about that. But um, he said that Caleb Farley is listed as a starter on Madden. But, Tom, I'm looking. Sage was on down the depth chart for Detroit Lions. I'm looking at Tennessee's depth chart, and Caleb Farley is nowhere on it. He's fourth corner 
listed in the depth chart. So I don't know. He's not. It doesn't say injured reserve out or anything. So I don't know if he's still having minor issues he with all of his. With because he had it was a back surgery. And, yeah, um, yeah. that so, was the big question mark with him. So I we, just last weekend when we looked at this, he was the he was the backup right corner, and now he's at fourth string left corner, based on the depth chart. So. Um, he might play. You you would think that guy's going to play some slot corner. He may corner, end up on though. a pup list. Yeah, yeah. You know, or if uh, he or if he is healthy and just not playing well, I mean, you you know, you know what I'm saying. Put him mm-hmm. in slot corner or something like that. Don't put him out wide until he's completely healthy. Maybe he can help you there. But you're not, you know, like I said last week. Why are you going to draft a guy number one? If I draft a guy number one, he's got to be a starter. I mean, you right. got he's got to be a starter. So got to be somewhere. Sage is anywhere between seven and nine. Uh, if you if you count it that way on, on the depth chart, um, most teams Detroit, keep going to keep six, aren't they? Well, wide receivers. If Detroit's listing three wide receivers as the starters, so I'm guessing they're going to keep six. They they're going to have to. So he's right on the line. He's um, got to play special teams too. Uh, Those guys, if uh, you're on down the depth chart, you got to play special teams. And you know, the thing about Sage, um, he's a pretty decent defender. I don't think he would be scared. He's not scared of tackling anybody. So I think that might help him. Um, yeah. But he's a really good athlete too, and and he's strong. Um, his thing is, and I don't know how he's doing in camp and everything. Is I would say his knock going going in the th- in the draft with Tom was the speed thing. He's just not a flat speedster, and, and you know in the NFL if you're four if you're a four four, they think you're so much better than a four seven, whether you can catch or not. You got to be able to run routes too. <laughs> you got to yeah. be able to run in the yeah. right spot. Uh, got to run routes, see, make the reads. You know, you know Tebow, you got Tebow and, and the and the other in the running back ran in the right spot. Somebody was in the wrong spot, um, and you got to do that. Did uh, you Did you see the Tebow news? If we can say that Tebow uh, whiffed on a block and then he was cut the next day. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what, was, that's what I was just <laughs> that's what I was referring to. Yeah, um, th- they made the point that uh, Tebow was okay until he let let the world see he couldn't block, and that was going to be the thing to you know from the start if you're going to going to tight end is is You've got to block. You got to block grown men. Yeah, and that's that, there's a difference between running a route and blocking someone. And there's a difference between having some gym muscles and being able to block. Now right. he's in phenomenal shape, but that doesn't mean I mean you know that doesn't mean he can go out there and do it because right. there's technique and, and you, now, know, you have to know how to do it. And now Tom, know? this though is one reason why the roster should be expanded. You don't have room on the rosters for a Swiss Army knife. Right. Yeah, it's a good point. If you have yeah. 50 people in your roster, like we were just talking a minute ago, you can have Tebow's and Taysom Hills as your third-string quarterback. Right. Or your yeah. fourth string. And then that guy, then Tebow can make a roster. Because yeah. you can get him in there and make it. You can hand right. the ball off to the dude. Yeah. You can have him run the option near the goal line. But you don't want You can't you give don't want to use a roster spot You can't spot give him a that. number two backup quarterback right. roster spot for that. And that's right. the issue. Even a three, because he's got to come in and run the scout team. And that's not what he's in. His job is to run the football, not run the scout team. So, that's yeah. That's why I think it'd be more fun if you had a couple extra players. Right. It makes it more interesting. Yeah, you've got that. You've got those kids from colleges that that do run the option that you can bring in, and 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 even the even let's say this. So and this is what I don't like. So let's look at Chaz Surratt. So Chaz, if you have extra roster spots and they're putting athletes at those positions, he would be a, a prime number one candidate for that, right? So here's the difference, though. Lamar, you're ready to play. We put you in. You're, you're we're going. Chaz, you're almost ready to play. We're going to make you play linebacker. Instead of, 
hey, we're going to keep you around like Taysom Hill. We're going to run you. You know, he could do the same things he yeah. does. Yeah. And you could do all that with him, but without that roster spot, without the, you being able to do that, uh, you, I think you do lose a lot of athletes. Say, like I said, either if you're Lamar Jackson, if you're MVP caliber, you get a chance. But if you're an eight instead of a ten at that yeah. ability, they don't even give you the, the chance, chance to, to yeah. even run that run yeah. it. And 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 it's weird. And then then they even do to the backup quarterbacks we've talked before. If you got to run an offense, why is your backup quarterback not a running quarterback? Yeah, you've never you've never even really heard him much toying around with the expanded raw. I mean, you've never heard him say, "Hey, let's dress fifty or fifty one guys." Well, you the owners ain't going to. Yeah. <laughs> that's the money out of their pocket i know and it, it, it's really a shame that it does come down to that because i you know i i'd say most of the owners are doing pretty you well you think in the negotiations tom i'm glad you brought that up that to think about that every time that we have new negotiations you should be if we're if the money's going up cap's going up everything's going up why aren't we adding yeah the roster spots because we obviously can can afford it if you got five guys at the minimum wage it's a million dollars or $2 million. Come on. David Tepper, $2 million for, for five extra roster spots. I, I think it was it was funny. Uh, another thing that I've been uh, keeping up with is the uh, Trevor Lawrence down there in Jacksonville. And I'm telling you what, the reviews are so mixed on him, man. Some people are going to say that he's, you know, he's the real deal. He's ready to go. He's ready to play. He's beat out Minshew. He's going to be the starter. And then other people say, He's a bust. You can already tell he's a bust. He can't keep up with the speed of the game. I, 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 you talk about the college game. I think one thing that these guys need to realize that when they come from college, you can't hold the ball as long as you did in college. And that's one thing I saw him do is just hold the ball too long. Now he made one fantastic throw where he held the ball, but you know, I think it was about six seconds. I said, but you're not going to get that much time in, in a pro game on any given Day and I think that's an adjustment they have to make because the game is so much faster yeah. than it is the college level. Well, being able to run is a blessing and a curse in that sense as a quarterback because you you really so you know when you practice time you practice I'm gonna drop I'm gonna take three steps I'm gonna take five steps but then when you do in the game there's a three hundred pound guy right there yeah so just because the guy's open this is what what you have to explain to wide receivers just because you're open. In this split second, doesn't mean my feet are set and ready to throw it right. to you in that second. Yeah. So if I'm not ready that that second when you're open, then I got to go to another wide receiver. And there's so many times where you end up at two, three, four wide receivers that if you're tucking and running, you'll never get to that. And there's yeah. always one linebacker somebody looking for yeah. you to, to come yeah. out. And so it's a uh, unless you're Lamar Jackson, right. it's, it's tough. If you can't yeah. beat them just on straight speed, it's tough to, to play that way. Um, Cam uh, looks like well is going to. Probably going to get the start. We'll see. Uh, I tell you what, I might. Bridgewater go. name starter. Is he going to start in Denver? Yes, oh, that's good for him. Um, and then they name somebody else was just named the starter. I was going to mention a second ago. Uh, not Haskins. Who's still out there in Denver? Lock? Is he still out yes, there in Denver? Yes, he Lock out. Um, dang it! I just saw the highlight. Where was it? it said somebody was named. Oh, James Winston. Yeah, he's going to start down there over in hill and uh, and uh, not in Arizona and New, New Orleans. Orleans. I was looking at this. Arizona. All right, uh, Tommy Brown, Brownie's two and zero in the preseason. Um, yeah, I've watched him. They're they're not playing any starters. Really, they're not playing. I haven't seen any starters out there whatsoever. And that's a philosophy that a lot of teams have now. Is you you, you watch at Jacksonville and they're throwing a lot of starters out mm-hmm. there. 
because they got they got to figure it out. But a, a Cleveland, if you're a contender, you don't put you don't put starters out there. And there's a, some some rumblings from the fans, uh, but I would tell them you know just kind of just, just trust your coaching staff and trust your GM. I mean, it's just you don't want to get a guy out. I mean, you're oh, still going to get hurt. you don't want to get a guy hurt in that. And they've been practicing. It's not the same. I know it's not the same. But I'm gonna tell you what. What if what if you throw Baker Mayfield out there and then somebody comes out there and hits him in the knees and he's done for the season? You know, it's one of those things. You gotta, case Keenum, What's that? You just said we're good though. Cause we yeah, yeah, but still, <laughs> still, you know, it, it's it's uh, like I like where they're at right now, and like every once in a while, my brother throws some crazy rumor like they're going to trade OBJ. I'm like, why? Are they? I was like, don't. Or are they going to trade Kareem Hunt? That's another one. No, don't do anything. <laughs> don't do anything <laughs> stupid. Just keep everybody together you've got one of you know i'd say arguably top five talent in the nfl you know don't do anything stupid just don't do anything stupid so we'll see i don't think they're going to make any moves but you know trading your your good capital that's what you do when you're you know you're not you know you're not going to (laughs) win but if you're built to win now you don't trade pieces away so I think everybody needs to calm down. They still have that Cleveland mentality, you know. Oh, we got to trade this guy and get some form. Like, no, we don't have to do that right now. We've got, you know, what I've seen, I've I've liked. I think some of their rookies, like uh, Newsom and JOK, are going to make good contributions on defense. Got to see them play a little bit, you know, because they're rookies. Felton, I think, is going to help the offense. He's another rookie they drafted. So, and that brings me to another point: you got to hit on these draft picks, Kevin, mm-hmm. especially in the later rounds, like your third and fourth round guys. You got to find a few guys there. Of course, you got to hit on your first, but your your later round guys, man, you want to hit on those. Those don't, those don't cost you as much money, and you know we know this. You know it's a, it's a money game in the NFL. So let's do some odds uh, real quick before we take our uh, take the last break. Um, Browns over under is ten and a half wins. Tom, the odds to win the AFC eight to one. Super Bowl sixteen to one odds. I tell you what, I might put a Franklin on that. <laughs> That's a pretty good bet there. I mean, they they've hey, got enough talent. Here's you a Super Bowl bet that. if you want to make some money. Pittsburgh forty to one. I just, it's hard to say. You know, Big Ben's never had a losing season in yeah. his career. Didn't they lose the running back Connor too? He went somewhere else. Uh, yes, yeah, he did. Yeah, he, did. They, he went somewhere else. The, I don't know. They always got the Dolphins thirty to one. Are the same. What's Buffalo? Uh, twelve to one. They they like Buffalo a little bit more than Cleveland now. They they like Allen over Mayfield. I think it's the main thing. Is they they think that he's you know they they consistently rank him above and it's such a quarterback dominant league. So if you they both got the same number of playoff wins as Tim. I Tebow. know. <laughs> I know. I like that one for my Dak Prescott fans out there. Yeah. Well, I, that one we'll get to them in just a second. I, I just can't wrap my head around that yet uh what are the jaguars to win the super bowl 125 to one there's only 32 teams in the might as well put 10 bucks on that you know (laughs) (laughs) might as well kansas city what are they like two to one three to one one. five to one five to one best odds 12 and a half wins san diego's up there i mean excuse me los angeles what are they (laughs) los angeles is san diego's not as you just correct yourself yeah, uh, Los Angeles six to one. You said that the other night on, on the radio. I laughed. He's like, "I'll never get San Diego right." No, that is, I won't. that'll be hard. No. That is hard. Uh, Vegas eighty one. How about Cowboys thirty to one? Dak Prescott prediction comeback player of the year. 
over under nine wins. Now, Tom, again, I ask this to people. If your team is one and three, the only win you have is because the other team didn't jump on an onside kick. Your quarterback's leg fell off. <laughs> you gave him $45 million a year after it fell off. And that's your only thing you've done. And you're telling me now you're going 12 and 5. They changed the defensive coordinator. Kevin. Well, whoop de doo. They they seem to they they seem to be more they seem to think the defense is a little better this year. No, God, no. It's not. It's terrible. <laughs> if you want I I've seen a few clips of the Dallas and, and it was bad last year. And, and the, their only saving grace, and we said this, is that division's so terrible. Dak has a winning record against the division and losing against everyone else. I just don't think Washington's that terrible. I, I, you're, I you're right, but but they might be eight and seven. Now I like yeah. a good defense. Yeah, ten and seven. Yeah. I like a good defense, Tom, that Washington has, and I like and I like a good defense having a sl- a, a gunslinger because that really means they're in every game because he might yeah. drop three touchdowns and your defense just holds people. So. I like Washington as far as that goes. Now, have they named, have they named and, a starter there? Is it going to be Fitzmagic or Heineke or who's it going oh, to be? Oh, I'm pretty sure it's Fitzmagic. Uh, I don't even think it was a competition. I mean, it's fun to watch him. I mean, he keeps both teams in the games. He'll have five touchdowns and four interceptions. I mean, it's fun to watch him. <laughs> so it's never dull. I'm just telling you, as long as, you know, the beard in there. You know, he's got like nine kids. Oh goodness! He's got his own football team, him coach. and Philip Rivers. Yeah, him play and Philip Rivers. A match yep. up a softball yep. game. Yeah, they could. Yep. Well, Cowboys are thirty to one. Uh, over under wins is nine for them. Like I said, where do they come up with the nine wins? Because they're Dallas. Because they're Dallas, Kevin. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just that, that's why uh, I quit full Somebody, court. somebody, mind exploded because in like the NFL power, like you know they do NFL power polls. They were eleventh in the power poll. It's like mm. their mind exploded. <laughs> they're there. They're Dallas. They're, it's always going to be like that with Dallas every single year. Dallas could have zero talent. They'd still say they might sneak in the playoffs. That's just the way it is. Panthers, seven and a half wins is the over under, Tom. I might take the over on that. I, I think that I think they might be able to get to nine wins if Darnold plays well. I, I think they have a good chance. The division's not that strong. You know, you don't have to contend with Breeze anymore. He's retired. That's their saving grace. Atlanta, Atlanta's not real good. Tampa Bay's in there. You know, you got to deal with them. You know, That's but just, you still got fifteen and two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> it, it, it's it's you, know, you got Tampa Bay, but the other two teams aren't that strong. And I think the Panthers. You know, they drafted a lot of defense. I, I think I think they're going to be okay. Are they going to win the Super? No, but. You know, I, I've I, in watching them in preseason. You know, it's hard to tell a little bit, but I think they. You know, I, I like their backup quarterback. I can't remember his name. You, you asked me that today, I can't, but I thought he played pretty well. And they brought in Greer. Uh, I didn't think Greer looked as strong. Uh, so uh, you know, I I, I think they're going to be okay. I think they're going to be better than you think they're going to be. Five wins is what I think. No, well, let's take well, that bet now. Let's take that bet. Let's take that bet now, Kevin. You think they're going to get five wins? Let's take that bet now. What do you want to bet? Yeah, I mean, the, you won't you take. Oh, it. he's no, quiet now. He's quiet. He won't take the bet. You have to make it a half, either five and a half or four and a half. It can't be just five. Yeah, yeah, it's five and a half. I'll say okay. they'll get six wins. I'll take that bet. Oh, under whatever you want. Okay. All right. Well, we whatever. bet breakfast. I don't know. I don't what about a steak? How about some Outback or something? Blooming onion. I, That's what we're going to bet. I don't know how excited I am about a Carolina <laughs> Panthers bet. <laughs> well, you always, you just I, think they're not as terrible. Say yes or no. 
if you've heard of this person before. <laughs> Taylor Moten. No. John Miller. No. Matt Paradis. No. Pat Elfin. No. Cameron Irving. Yes. Dan Arnold. I think so. What position does he play? Offensive line. <laughs> Tight end. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> Terrace Marshall Jr. No. DJ Moore. Yes. Robbie Anderson. Yes. Christian McCaffrey. Yes. Sam Darnold. Yes. You got five of the 11 Panthers offensive players. (laughs) Defense. Brian Burns. No. Derek Brown. Seems like I have. (laughs) Daquan Jones. Seems like I've heard that one too, yeah. Morgan Fox. Yes. Shaq Thompson. Shaquille. Shaq Thompson. (laughs) Seems like I I have. Jermaine Carter. Yeah, I've heard that name. Hassan Reddick. Plays defensive back. <laughs> Linebacker. Linebacker. Okay. Dante Jackson. No. Jeremy Chin. Yes. Justin Burris. Yes. J.C. Horn. Yeah, I've heard that name. Now, Tom, you saying that's going to get nine wins? <laughs> I didn't say nine. You I said know. I said five. I I think those the over under seven and a yeah, half. I think. I might take the over. I think they might get to eight wins. All right, we'll see. If Sam Sam Darnold can complete a swing pass, they'll have a chance. All right, JP, when we come back, we're going to wrap up the show on Saturday Morning Sports Talk. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. KDCBroadcasting.com. Question, where do you buy a used car with a lifetime warranty? The answer is Friendship in Forest City. Friendship has lifetime warranty on new and used cars. Unlimited time, unlimited miles. That's Friendship Nissan and Friendship Jeep Dodge Ram in Forest City. Get a great deal on versatile Kubota equipment today, like Kubota BX and L-Series compact tractors, part of our under-100-horsepower tractor lineup rated number one for reliability, Z-Series mowers and sidekick utility vehicles. Stop by your local Kubota dealer today. Bring home the Kubota BX2380 tractor for zero down, 0% APR for up to 60 months, now through December 31st. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more details. Your Kubota dealer is Parker Farm Service, 126 Bessie Drive in Kings Mountain. Would you believe Tom's Tables in Cherryville has the largest selection of pool tables in the area? Well, it's true. Over 80 tables ready to go. And now Tom's Tables is offering a spring special. Take $150 off any table in stock. Come on out and see the selection. A pool table would make a great gift for the entire family. And remember Tom's Table for pool table repair. From replacing cushions to assembling to dismantling, moving, and more. Call 704-678-0064. Drop by. Tom's Tables, 7507 Dallas Cherville Highway at Pink's Auto Sales. For your party, family gathering, or just a get-together of friends, get it catered by Hibbilly's Barbecue and Steaks in Gastonia. Check out their party packs, including pork or chicken or beef with barbecue sauce, slaw, plates, cups, eating utensils, serving utensils, potato salad, buns, and sweet tea and ice. And delivery is available. For more information, call 704-824-8838. Hibbilly's Barbecue and Steaks, 305 South Main Street in Law. Open Monday through Thursday, 11 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 11 to 9.30, and 11 to 3 on Sunday. Also call for employment opportunities that are now available. And now Hillbilly's Barbecue and Steaks are taking applications for employment. There's nothing like cash in your pocket, especially if you can turn your scrap into cash with the help of Gaston Used Auto Parts and Recycling in Gastonia. For over 25 years, this locally family-owned and operated business has been giving some of the best prices for scrap. 
they take tungsten scrap carbide as well as stainless steel, aluminum, copper, and brass. Need help? Gaston used auto parts and recycling will supply you with a roll-off container to help make your recycling easy. Turn your scrap into cash with the help of Gaston used auto parts and recycling. 305 Dogwood Street in Gastonia. Call 704-827-9468. Online at Gaston used auto parts and recycling.com. Medical Center Pharmacy in Cherryville and the Faustin Pharmacy in Faustin are open to serve you. You can come on in and get your prescription filled, or you can continue to use their convenient drive through window. And at Medical Center Pharmacy in Cherryville, the grill is also open for breakfast and lunch. You can even call your order in at 704-435-3259 and pick it up at the drive through And both stores are welcoming patient transfers. Buy local, shop local at Medical Center Pharmacy, 607 East Academy Street in Cherryville, and the Falston Pharmacy, Highway 18 North in Falston. And we're back on Saturday Morning Sports Up with Kevin and Tom. And, uh, Tom, I think you should mention our friends at... And Tom, I think you should mention oh, our friends at. So <laughs> uh, thank you once again for well, friendship. JP, we're having a little fun. Good morning. Yeah, buddy. thank you once again for friendship, Chrysler Jeep go. Dodge Ram, and friendship <laughs> Nissan for making Saturday morning sports talk possible. Go see them in Forest City. Go home with a new ride today. Yeah. Big news in NASCAR that I didn't know until I saw the headline. Tom Kurt Busch is going to be joining. A second cup car owned by Denny Hamlin, X23 and Michael Jordan, uh, next year. So Kurt Bush is moving over to join uh, to ride with the uh, looks like number four, maybe forty-five. Uh, so uh, they'll uh, they'll be racing. Is that, that a better ride? It's a new car. Yeah. Um, no, and yes, no. Supposedly, but it hasn't turned into anything for Bubba Wallace. Um, hasn't turned in, in, into any results. Uh, I actually read a story about about him the other day. They're basically saying he does good on short runs. So, like, you know, passing while everyone, you start off in a pack, everybody's, you know, together. He can pass a few cars. Yeah. He averages three or four cars a pass. So he, he averages basically starting 20th and finishing 15th in that. But when you have long runs, he tends to back up. And um, it, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work right uh, for them. They don't have the speed yet. Um, it's one of those weird things in the sport. Like you sit there and talk about equipment, Tom. But is it the drivers or not? We put when you, we do put you in better equipment. At, you hadn't won anything. So the guy in his spot that took his spot last year has won already. So you got to you, you think things like that. So anyway, uh, NASCAR this weekend back to Daytona. So Terry's going to be excited about this. Uh, Cub at Daytona Saturday night under the lights tonight. That'll be fun. Starting lineup doesn't really matter because it's Daytona. But Kyle Larson, William Byron, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, Blaney, Truex. You want to see where uh, Bubby is? What did I tell you his average starting was? I think it was twenty second or something. Twentieth. He's 20th. starting twentieth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just hasn't really translated into victories. It really even top tens has it, Kevin. No. He's, uh, yeah. I mean, he's not really been talked about too much. No. Uh, check my news and notes. I really don't have too much this week, uh, Tom. Uh, not too much silliness. 
uh, going on in the world. But they race tonight at oh, 7 o'clock. I'm this glad, is on yeah. WCSL 1598. Yeah, I'm going to get to watch a little bit of that one. If, if you can't watch it, I'm just telling you, the radio coverage of the NASCAR is great. <laughs> turn, turn, it really is. In. It's really great coverage. I'm just see, looking at it now here. Talk about the king getting ready for NASCAR is Richard Petty. Don't forget to tell people to go see Calvin, too, at uh, Earl 10 to 4 today, 11 to 3 for a remote. So I just want to get that in, too, before we get off. Uh, another quick note, the numbers on the NASCAR teams will be moving and changing. They're getting smaller. Yeah, I see that. Towards the front of the car. Towards the, not on the door. the back. Yeah. Uh, not on the door that doesn't open. What they're, <laughs> yeah, what they're trying to do is get more ad space. Oh, yeah. For the... Uh, for their main sponsors on the side, so when they do change and, and have the different cars, they can do the things. So there you go. You got to pay the bills, Kevin. NASCAR this weekend tonight. WCSL fifty nine AM 92.3 FM on this radio channel. You're listening to. You're watching live Saturday morning sports talk. KTC broadcasting dot com uh, with uh, usually Thompson Fonny, Terry Reinhardt, Kevin Hastings. Terry had to leave a little bit early. JP's in the house. He had a long night. Good day, JP. Take your nap today. 